There you go. All right, let's just click a button. I thought you did that like eight times. I, well, I is pressed, it playing? I, I can't hear the No, it's playing now. It's like, oh, we're we're going. We're recording. We're re- oh, but I haven't hit the button <laughs> to play the song yet. So everybody, shut up for three seconds. You're listening to the Rough and Tumble podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Mitchie's back. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. Fuck phones. I don't even. Alexander Graham Bell can suck my dick. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I can't, I can't stand talking on the phone, and uh, podcasting on the phone is even worse. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. It feels great. I actually, the whole drive here, I was just like, I don't even give a shit what we talk about. I'm just happy to be talking into a microphone where I can hear myself. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie Bop is back for Lizzie Bop is another, like. like Three quarter of an episode, probably. She might have to leave. Contrary to popular uh, demand, we have let her back in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's <laughs> what it's like to be a woman these days. <laughs> you just get whatever you want. <laughs> That's exactly what That's exactly like. what she was saying yeah. earlier today, actually, to the uh, dog. Teaching, uh, yeah. Teaching the dog. Now you see why so many guys want to identify as females. They just want the fringe benefits that come along with it. This is true. I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> you don't have to. Yep. So, uh. Yeah, tell us about Colorado. How was it? So, what was it like? What um, language did it <laughs> Everybody drives a four-wheel drive vehicle. No way. Except me. And I found out the hard way. Me and my son, speaking of reasons I say that, um, is uh, so I have a, a giant lifted redneck Tundra mm-hmm. that is two-wheel drive, which serves no purpose in a situation like Colorado. We went. Me and my son went and climbed the incline. So I climbed it twice. So if you're not familiar with what the incline is, it is, uh, it's the, it literally, when you get to the top, you're in heaven. Like it's that tall because it's 2,700 steps, literally straight up a mountain. Why anybody would do it once is retarded. Why anybody would do it twice. Like I did is even, you know, and you're just absolutely retarded. Why did you do it twice? Cause my son wanted to do it and oh. I didn't want to tell him no, because oh, I didn't get to see him that often. And so he lives in Colorado Springs. And, um, so he was like, he's lived there for three years. He's never done the incline. And, uh, he was like, dad, let's go do the incline. And I was like, maybe we should just go to Chuck E. Cheese. You want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? He's you like, you should have well. just bought a pair of binoculars. And like, <laughs> okay, son, go ahead. All right, start walking on this treadmill. I'll keep an eye on you. <laughs> and um, so we went and climbed that. It's pretty, it's pretty legit. But um, Manitou Springs is like Colorado's version of hot springs. Did you fuck something up? Did you say men in two no, springs? Minitou. Minitou. Okay. It's an Indian name. I thought it was like two men. Manitou. Manitou. Like, okay. like Manatee. Barbara, Manitou, Manitou. There you go. That's... Nobody watched VeggieTales? Mm-mm. Okay. okay. Mm-mm. All right. Nope. Never mind. So Manitou Springs is a lot like Hot Springs as far as like the village that it is. And there's like shops and things like that. So we go to park and um, I parked behind this vehicle because everything's street parking. And I was like, oh, I'm a little too close to this vehicle. Let me back it up. And my wheels just started spinning <laughs> in the snow that I was stuck on. So um, at that point, I told Skylar, this is where we live now. So let's go find an apartment because <laughs> this is where we live we're now. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to have to bunker down here. Yep. And uh, luckily, I was able to get out. But um, but yeah, everybody drives four-wheel drive. As far as the weather, it sucks. Not because it's shitty, but because it's completely unexpected. Like, I it was, love it. Dude. It, Monday it was like 65 degrees and then like Tuesday it was zero degrees and then for two days straight it wouldn't stop snowing. It's just oh that's awesome. 
That's so great. It really is. I want not so much snow. Bad. It's not bad. It's bad here because of the yeah. humidity. Yeah. That's what makes it super cold. Like when I got here and it was, I got home Saturday morning, 36 degrees outside. It felt 36. Mm-hmm. But I woke up one morning in Colorado at zero degrees and was like, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, the last day I was there, I was there. It was like 27 degrees and this giant thick fog was all over the place which coincidentally was also freezing on things. So you're, I was walking to class and it was like ice was freezing on my face and I had to wipe it off. It was the weirdest thing. So um, dry boogers every oh, morning, yeah, the air's real just dry. chunks of blood shooting out of my nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm addicted to crack because oh. our cocaine, cocaine just to keep my sinuses open. Um, yeah, we've had people ask about that actually because of all Dude. your sniffles. Yeah, I know. I had like 50 people like, blow your nose, bro. I'm like, no, I didn't think about that. You're right. I'm not a 36-year-old adult who doesn't know how to blow his nose. You don't think I wanted to listen to myself do that either? Like, <laughs> I had like one of my best friends was like, bro, blow your nose. And I'm like, that was the whole, that was it. Next time, just do it on the on air. <laughs> I as am. As loud as you can. Did you guys tell that I took a shit last time? No. You guys couldn't tell? There was no. just like one plop, I think. I was, was trying to whisper with my poops. It's conspicuous. I was like, I told my butthole to be quiet. <laughs> uh it's normally really loud but no overall the trip to colorado was badass the course itself that i went through uh for those who don't remember so i went to get my master certification in the air force combatants program yeah um that guy that i was telling you about there's a guy that um tony pazinski that mm-hmm. does like all of that stuff he posted he reposted the picture of you guys um from your your graduating class was he there i don't i don't know i don't I don't think so. There wasn't a Pazinski in the class. Yeah, I don't think so. But like he post, he reposted it as like big congrats to these. Oh wow, these dudes. For well, yeah, because uh, the big piece about it was is that we were we are the first official class to complete this new course. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, it was really you got your master certification based off like experience and time and things like that. But now they've actually developed a three week course that is specifically de- designed to award that certification. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was a pretty intense deal. I mean, I spent three weeks, five days a week, and one Saturday working 12 hours a day, literally getting my ass beat up all yeah, day long. Yeah, that shit's exhausting. Dude. We do like, I mean, I'll do like a week-long session about eight hours a day with the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like, you know, like one week. And by the end of it, you're just exhausted from mentally ex- drained because you're having to like kind of stay on top of things yeah. all the time, making sure you're paying attention to details and uh, for me, a lot of times, like I'm answering questions and moving around, mm-hmm. um, and it's just exhausting running through that motion. Those motions. We actually, um, Cole Miller uh, was in the so Cole Miller was there. I've talked about this a few times. If you guys again don't know who he is, you Google him. Um, really, really awesome guy. Very intelligent too. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why I said surprise. He's gonna hear this and be like, "What the fuck?" Um, but <laughs> yeah, when I look at him, thought, <laughs> you just look at him. What like, an idiot! This, but now. <laughs> Really no. changed my tune. Honestly, but, to me, he he looks and talks like an, an intelligent person. Dude, he really seen. is a super yeah. smart guy. Um, he promoted a guy to brown belt at the graduation ceremony. Yeah, I saw that. That, that was, was super cool. cool. So yeah. did that guy come with him? or was No, he, he was in the in class. The, he was in yeah. the military. And was he uh, like training with Cole? Or did he yeah, know? so that guy's name is Nick. And um, he was stationed in Georgia where Cole's school is. Okay. And he trained her to Cole for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's stationed in Colorado Springs. 
And so he is actually part of the reason that Cole was able to come to that class. Okay, I got you. Yeah, because Cole does a lot of like civilian defensive tactics stuff there in Georgia with the local police and the, and the different agencies there. Mm -hmm. um, Cole's really into uh, shooting courses and tactical self-defense stuff. Yeah. Um, and so when he found out about it, Nick vouched for him and was like, hey, this guy's legit. He's a second degree black belt under Laboria. Everybody kind of knew who he was anyways. Right, yeah. And so they brought him in and it was a huge value to the whole course. Um, we actually used him, uh, as a subject matter expert to work on some of the wall techniques that we were doing mm -hmm. where, you know, you're slammed and pinned against a wall with the sidearm or something like that, you know, like how to use the pummeling to get out and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's like criminally under undercovered yeah. doing, uh, wall work for police and mm -hmm. military because there's walls literally everywhere, literally everywhere. And whether you want to think about it or not, or whether you want to, or whether you consciously think about it nine times out of 10, if there's a wall around most people will drive you to that wall. Yeah. Just, yeah. just out of instinct. I've goofed around. I mean, like just playing around in a parking lot or whatever. And I've noticed things like, um, a car, mm -hmm. right? Like having somebody runs you into a car, they're going to bend you over that car, you know, like you're, you're oh, going to sure. bend backwards over the hood or whatever. Um, things like being able to sprawl your hips and doing that kind of running man defense can stop that from happening. Yep. Um, just little simple things but i didn't realize that you rolled in your uniform i mm -hmm. thought i didn't i didn't think about that it makes sense but it was interesting johnny's like yeah sometimes they roll in their boots too yeah yeah we would do we didn't do any of the training in the boots um due to safety mm -hmm. um but there were there was an entire week where we did the special warfare combatives for the special warfare guys um where we had to wear full kit so we had helmet uh armor vest and then we had a, a an m4 and a m9 side piece that we carried wow. um during all the training event stuff it was really 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 hard to move in most of that stuff like you oh, really gain a perspective yeah um one of the biggest perspective changes that i had was you know i spent years under the gracie family doing the gracie self-defense stuff or i shouldn't call it gracie self-defense stuff the traditional jujitsu self-defense stuff that we all do mm -hmm. you know like the headlock defense, all that stuff right you learn real quick under these scenarios that we placed ourselves in under a full fledged attack. So much of that shit is bullshit. Yeah. So much of it is bullshit. And I'm sorry for the guys out there listening that are still involved in that community. I'm here to tell you, you can practice that shit all you want, but I promise you when you, when you're placed into a scenario where somebody is legitimately trying to dispatch you from this world, less is more, mm -hmm. less is a lot more. And that's something that I learned over the over these three weeks. And it really reinvigorated my uh, interest in the self-defense combatives realm. Like this the idea of like going back, like I'm sure you know the same knife defenses that I know, right? The you the you take them to the Kimura position or whatever, yeah. you know, all these fancy, cool little things that you learn. None of that works when somebody has a shock knife trying to stab you in the yeah. stomach. Did we like, did we did like a whole like a whole week of knife defense stuff and i ended up just fucking arm dragging everybody when that's it exactly came down to the shock yep. and so what's <laughs> like, funny about this, that dude, i'm a single leg you yeah that's exactly what um we one of the techniques that we were learned was you know this whole i'm gonna switch your shoulder and bring you do all this cool shit that you see in jason Bourne movies yeah no the reality is you're gonna block the elbow as hard as you can and arm drag like right. one of the so we learned two defenses that one of them utilizes the arm drag i've always kind of used the example that like or the idea that that stuff isn't unusable that stuff is a lot of that stuff does work but it's such a fine 
tuned skill that you it's not going to be effective in a real life scenario unless you're a complete master at it 100 it's a little bit like taekwondo and karate like a lot of it is just kind of wasted movement and technique and like you look at some of these people you're like dude you're not in shape to run around the block right much less kick me in the head but then you see some of these people who are complete masters of their technique and they make it truly dangerous um and they're able to make it effective it's not something that you can teach in a three-week course no and people understand the timing and the movement of it you know like and realistically like a lot of that, you know, we could probably hit a Kimura off of somebody trying to stab us or whatever, you know, if we went to it or whatever, decided to. Um, you could probably, in kind of the idea, like, in a street fight, you could probably barambolo somebody. You know, like, if you if you chose to, if you chose to, you could probably barambolo somebody and take their back and choke mm-hmm. them out in a street fight. Would it be smart? No. Right. <laughs> Not a good idea. But because you've done it that much and we've can control people at that level then it'd be fine but when it comes down to like teaching cops teaching military personnel here's a three-week course you better have this mastered by then. keep it simple yeah it keep has it to simple. be just stupid stupid simple and the reality is is if you're not training your officers you know and, and that's a realm that you and i are trying to work ourselves into and not because it for any monetary gain if there is any to be had but because that's a population of the community that goes out every day. You and I, we go looking for opportunities to use our skills competitively, right? Mm. We go find competitions, MMA fights, whatever. We have to go look for opportunities to employ our skills. Those guys wake up every day with the possibility of having to employ those skills unwantingly. Yeah. Right. And that's a scary probability. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the, Speaking of self-defense, um, Lizzie, have you ever taken any sort of like women's self-defense outside of your relationship with Johnny? Have you ever taken any sort of like... Um, I make her practice self-defense. Well, because you went to college, you know, and, and I know that a lot of colleges offer those types of like symposiums and programs for like women's self-defense for campus security and stuff. But in in your time, have you ever uh, been involved in or taken any sort of women's self-defense classes? The only thing that I've done that actually mattered was at Johnny's gym. Yeah. That's it. Are you just saying that because you guys have sex? Um, Who said that we have sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've never admitted to that, actually. How dare I assume yeah. it? <laughs> you guys are, um, what do they call it, a uh, domestic partnership? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had one, like, uh, so we had a, a tactical thing when I started work at the hospital that I work at Mm -hmm. and it was completely unuseful and something that I don't, I don't think anyone would actually do. So when, when you're being attacked, you're not supposed to attack back. And I think most people have to, like you have to use self-defense. Like even if it is a patient, like if someone is coming at you. Oh, I see. So like if you're being attacked by like a patient, you're not supposed to attack. I got you. I got you. There, I mean, there's certain things like if someone bites you, like you can, you know, you can say no. And then (laughs) instead of like drawing your arm back, you're supposed to hit them with your arm. And they teach you to hit them in the nose like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's the most useful thing I've learned so far. (laughs) They, they taught us this uh, stance to use. If someone like starts pushing us, we're supposed to put one leg back instead of both legs on the yeah same so like leg. an athletic stance yeah, yeah but nothing like actually useful that that we would actually use did you not f- did you find that like that because when you talk about that athletic stance 
that's fairly useful. But I, I think what you're getting at is, is that the majority of the program was fairly unuseful. Basically. Yeah. We're also in an eye clinic, so we're not dealing with like the general hospital population. Yeah, because they can't see. So you can actually get an, away easier. We're an outpatient. We're not an inpatient. So a lot of the patients we see aren't. They're still mentally capable. They're volunt. They drove to see you. Right. They got into a vehicle. Well, some of them. All, for, all you have to do is just not not say Polo when they say Marco. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're never gonna find you. Yeah, they're not that blind. <laughs> or if you really want to confuse them, just say Polo again, and then they'll just start going in circles. <laughs> what was the commercial? Where it was like actually Marco Polo in the pool, and he's like, yeah. Marco, see, see, <laughs> see. <laughs> what would what? In your opinion, what would make for a, a good women? So uh, dismissing the fact that because Hillary Williams and I have had this conversation before, and I agree with Hillary. Mm -hmm. um, Hillary is a specimen in the fact that she is extremely intelligent and has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm -hmm. which is not very common to have uh, a, a lady um, in, in her position um, speaking on this. Right. And so I don't mean it's that. It's not common for to have a human that is doing there you the go level of things that she's doing because she's like an artist she's yeah she's, she's a really good artist too. literally everything yes I didn't know you, she was oh you yeah. go girl yeah for sure for sure i actually had the chance to meet hillary a couple a couple weeks uh the first week that she was in our clinic because she's in neurology yeah and we, i work in neuro ophthalmology so she did a two-week rotation with us and for the first week um she was in our clinic and i liked her a lot she's really strange and um i like that she's also really outgoing and cool mm -hmm. um so anyway we got into conversation but never did jujitsu or anything yeah. like that come up and, and you'll find that most of us don't like johnny and i have a podcast so that we can talk about jujitsu because we don't want to talk about it with anyone else yeah outside of this <laughs> <laughs> well um so for some reason i came home and i I don't remember how I got on the subject, but I found out that she was like. I had brought it up randomly. I because remember you? I came home and it, like I just randomly I was like, oh yeah, I think Hillary works at UAMS. Or oh whatever. yeah, yeah. And then and I, I looked it, her up yeah. and it was like, oh yeah, she's like a jujitsu world champion. I'm like, yep. What the fuck? I had no <laughs> idea. So the next week she came back to our clinic. I was like, are you like a jujitsu world champion? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, she's really cool. I like her. One of the th one of the. Um, opinions that she has and that's what i was kind of getting at earlier and it's the i have the same opinion is um this idea that if you offer a women's self-defense program once a quarter and let's say that you attended that was almost disastrous i almost knocked my drink over Good. um and it's actually just my urine so if you have a women's self-defense program that you're offering once a quarter so four times a year repetitiously that is not enough no for someone no. to become right no so, and I agree with Hillary on that. And the program that we learn about in combatives, which we refer to as the personal protection module, is almost 60 to 70% academic. And then the other percentage is actually hands-on. And so most of it, um, and, and I'm looking forward to bringing this to my unit um, and offering it to, to men and women on, on at Little Rock Air Force Base and hopefully eventually civilians as well. Um, but a lot of it is academic based, meaning like here are the things to identify when you're being groomed, whether you know you're being groomed or not. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, grooming preventative behaviors, measures. preventative. So we call it left of bang as opposed to right of bang. Right. So right of bang being after action. Right. So you had an incident occur. Now you are learning how to report that incident after the fact. Right. The left of bang mentality is being proactive. 
How can we identify these things that are taking place? How can we put ourselves into positions to be less likely to be victims, right? And I don't mean when you're dealing with a situation where you're at a party and some guy takes you as a victim, right? I'm talking about even outside of the sexual assault realm and the fact that my fiance is walking through Walmart and she notices that the same guy is in the same aisle with her over and over again. That's a red flag. Yeah. So one of the things that we talk about is, is if you start to notice something like that, right? And you're checking out at the uh, cash register and let's say there's another young lady in the cash register line with you. Turn around. Hey, I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to be weird. But I think there's a guy that's been following me around. Do you mind if we walk out together? Right? So we can both be kidnapped together. Well, the reality is, is that, you know, if you've got two adult women with multiple kids, right? right so that's more, yeah. more targets. There's a bigger opportunity of being noticed, right? So just something as simple as that, right? Giving women these, uh, men and women, the, the academic piece of being able to identify these things and how you can make yourself less of a target, right? right. And I then, think grooming, uh, I just wanted to speak on that real quickly. Uh, grooming is, is very important. And it's important to know that if you uh -huh. have been abused or sexually abused, physically abused, you're likely to have that occur once, twice, three more times. Mm. It, it happens um, more than once in your lifetime for most people statistically. Mm -hmm. So predators are looking for certain things in people. They look for where your eyes are looking when you're walking, how your shoulders are back, um, how you talk to people, how you hold your hands. There's a lot of things mm -hmm. that people will look at when you are in a public situation and they're looking for that. So yeah. Whether you are or not, some people are looking oh, for Oh, absolutely. You, so. Otherwise they wouldn't be repeat offenders. And then, right. you know, even going into the workplace, right? Um, the the behaviors of grooming within the workplace of, you know, there's different things where they, they may find out, Oh, like for military, for instance, Oh, you don't have any family here. You're isolated from your family. I understand what that's like. I'll tell you what, um, if you ever need to talk about it, here's my number, right? That's the beginning. And then it turns into texting. Hey, I just wanted to call and check on you. I just wanted to give you a quick text, see how you were doing. Mm. You know, I know it's the holidays and you're not around, you know, and now they're gaining your trust. And then it comes to something as simple as telling you a secret, right? Something that they don't want other people to know. Hey, you know, I'm sorry to, to call you like this, but you know, me and my wife are just having problems. Please don't tell anybody. And now we're, now we've developed this, this secret that we hold together. And now you have even more trust. You start feeling sorry for the person. And then it turns into going sexual, maybe through a text. Maybe they've had too much to drink, quote unquote, they send you a text. And then now the ball's in your court. How do you how do you react? So you say, oh, hey, that's not really what we're trying to do here. Well, now what do they do? They turn around the next day and go, hey, I'm really sorry about that. I just had a lot to drink last night. It was an accident. I promise I'll never do that again. But if you go in a positive perspective, or let's say you don't even revolt, uh, respond positively, but you respond in a, in a way that is not an absolute no, now there's that shadow of a doubt in their mind. So now they're looking at it going like the dumb and dumber quote, right? You're telling me there's a chance, right? right? <laughs> Unfortunately, right? Yeah. So then those are all grooming behaviors that need to be identified. Um, and I've had conversations with, with different members who I've told these things to, and you see the light go off like, oh my God, either that's happening to me right now, or I've seen that happen right. in the course of, you know, so those are the things that, um, when you, from, from a personal protection module standpoint, those are the things that, that the air force combatives program focuses a lot on the education piece, but then also provides some hands-on stuff, you know, like how to get out of restraints, 
if someone uses duct tape, zip ties, right. how to get out of a trunk if you get placed into a trunk during a trafficking scenario, like, you know, learning how to actually do those things. Um, you know, if you get approached in a parking lot and you're holding groceries, how do you load the groceries? What do you put in? The, what do you put in first? How do you position your body in, re in relation to the individual? You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, if you think that putting keys between the knuckles of your hands is going to work, please chop your own hands off. <laughs> Seriously. Because, because we had to do some things with improvised weapons and stuff. That is a really, really fast way to break your own hand yeah. and do zero damage to your attacker. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. Do you think pepper spray is a useful tool? Here's yes and no. Here's why. So I say yes and I say no. It doesn't always work. Not, that, not only that, statistically speaking, 90% of the time when you use pepper spray, guess what it happens to you? you it also gets it in your eyes as well. So they actually teach you, uh, typically I would teach, I would tell a woman to preferably not use the spray or the fog that they make a uh, spray gel that will stick to the, your attacker's face oh. and eyes. Because what if you're holding a baby yeah. and you're like, no, and you spray and now it hits them, blows they into yours and your baby's it. eyes. You're inhaling it. Mm -hmm. So now it's just one big clusterfuck of people just swinging at each other and not getting hit by cars and stuff like that. So, but those are things that that's again, back to the education piece, right? To the average person, pepper spray is enough. Mm -hmm. And then they put peppers and then, then you tell somebody, well, what happens if it's a windy day and it blows back into yours and your kid's eyes? Mm -hmm. Now you're, now you're just as much of a victim as you were before. And you know, um, there's a lot of people that pepper spray just doesn't work on. And there's, yeah, exactly. Or, uh, it, it works, but not enough. Dude. One of the funniest things that, um, I've ever seen was whenever, is my volume okay? Yeah, I can hear you. I hear you. You hear me? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, <clears throat> when we did the recruit training and all of that stuff, they have to get pepper sprayed and tased. And the first one was like they get pepper sprayed, then they have to shoot a target and their gun jams and reload and blah, 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 blah. Um, so they were all told like when you're rinsing your eyes out when you're done, you need to be careful. Like you need to make sure that you hang your head over uh, over the, the bucket or whatever. This guy goes running over to the water and he starts spraying his eyes and he doesn't, uh, he took his shirt off whenever afterwards, takes his shirt off, sprays his eyes, the water, all of it runs down his shorts oh, no. and starts getting all, he runs butt ass naked back to his car trying to find an extra change of clothes. Dude, <laughs> he's well, like it, stripping the whole way. You have all these different glands and membranes in those areas. And they're designed, that stuff's designed to attack those membranes as well. I think most men have uh, had the icy hot. Yeah. The icy hot challenge. Yep. Whether by choice <laughs> or by be the next peer YouTube pressure. Trend. I hope it is. I honestly yeah. do. I speaking, hope that's. The... Speaking of trends, did, we have officially started a trend of uh, the thirsty girl have we? posts. Yeah. So I have had two people actually. Oh, I got to remember who the second one is. But um, yeah, two people have sent me thirsty girl quote i have a couple of thirsty girls that i saved on my phone for one such episode well we're not talking about that we're talking about thirsty girls on instagram um not you the mean ones just that in... you saved <laughs> 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 you made that sound like you've got a couple no 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 thirsty I... girls in your uh... quotes 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 yeah yeah i got you um, I, actually i think i mentioned them on the last podcast they were all making fun of mackenzie Dern. Oh yeah, this one they said that if she would take if she would practice more double legs and less selfies that she might actually be able to <laughs> this one is a uh, one of my students Rachel sent it to me she said uh, this one's for you Mitch happened upon happened upon this little nugget of a thirst trap gold and uh, so this is the picture it's Paige Van Zandt's booty 
yeah um covered like they're like in like mud covered in mud and stuff um oh that's right you've seen it and she's with her boyfriend in the comments somebody uh his, yeah he says i'd rub her poop all over me <laughs> <laughs> and then uh vhr nick says she's quote unquote i want to eat the corn out of her shit type hot <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody just puts I don't understand this quote and I'm kind of afraid to do this now. They just said, Look up the Dead Sea. <laughs> like what? I don't know if that's gonna suddenly explain what they're talking no, about. I think that guy's just being a troll. I think that, that maybe they're at the Dead Sea. And, yeah. okay. and that's I think you, that's the picture. You can rub the mud on you. I got you, yeah. I got you. Yeah. That, so that guy's being he's being a buzzkill, is what he is. Uh, okay. Yeah. That would, that would be like me Fuck in the off, comments dude. like yeah that's lizzie <laughs> that's lizzie going listen here you ingrates <laughs> yeah that's too much too much that, i wonder what like what corn comment is so funny there was a uh there's another <laughs> right the day after our last episode um episode 10 there was a report that came out about mario hayes um mm. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. Uh, Nicholas Marigali's coach mm-hmm. uh, kicking all the girls out except for like one girl out of their competition team because they weren't tough enough. Um, that's fair. <laughs> not because the girls in particular weren't tough enough, but because those individuals. No, no, no. But because girls. Oh, not those individuals, but oh, because girls in general. In general, so he made a generalization. I was going right. to ask, is there like a checklist oh. of like... These? If it were an individual situation where like, dude, every time you come in, you're you crying suck. and you like whine and, and sit on the on the wall. Yeah, kick them out. Right. But this is like, women mean? aren't strong enough. What do you mean kick them out? Like kick them off the well, team forever? Off the team. Off the, well, you know, unless they like, can read. You can't come to competition class. You need to go back to normal classes oh. yeah, whenever you've kind well, of... Well, then why offer it in the first place? Well, you can offer it. It, initially because you have men and women's divisions like he was trying to create a a a a orthoscop not orthoscopic that's when you put something in your butt um isn't it that was exciting <laughs> well that was a whole lot of things Orth- uh, orthoscopic no i was gonna i was trying to think of the word where it's like um it's a like an overview like a, a wide reaching like men and women yeah like an, a wide reach anyway when you make one to, to make a diverse team all right, we're gonna make a diverse team. <laughs> none of that. No, none of that sentence made okay, any sense. Okay, Johnny, you explain. Okay, <laughs> you ever like walk into a sentence and you just can't like back out of it? Yeah, you Mid- just, Mid- you're done. You keep tumbling down the hill. <laughs> so, uh, most most uh, so gyms, this is competition team, right? Okay. Most gyms competition team is kind of an invite only thing, right? Like oh. we invite you know whoever. He apparently made the generalization that women aren't strong enough, aren't tough enough to be on the team. However, he had one girl that he felt felt was. Oh. He kicked all the girls out of the competition team. They have to go back to normal classes. Um, and but he, he even had like, there's a couple female world champions that were training that he kicked out, I guess, um, because hmm. they weren't. But he did keep one enough. girl. Yeah. And um, I guess, I don't so know. So maybe he's right. I mean, maybe they weren't. Right? Maybe those individuals weren't. Yeah. But I think the, the big uproar. It sounds to me like he... He made a comment that got taken out of perspective. It absolutely could have um, for him, because I mean, he, he that's 
he's it's a contra it's contradicting the comment by saying that women in general are not tough enough yeah. however i'm going to keep this woman yeah yeah like, you know so i think maybe it was a comment that was maybe taken out of perspective and overblown doesn't make the comment right i don't know i, I couldn't quote what his exact comment was so i don't i can't speak to that so um but yeah like there that was a huge uproar about it. Yeah. Well, because that's that's a comp conversation that has been had. So in the last five years, four or five years, they have allowed, because prior to this, uh, women were not allowed to serve in combat roles, right? Yeah. They just weren't. It was not allowed. Well, they've since changed that. So now women can be Navy SEALs. Women can be pararescuemen. Women can be combat controllers, TACPs, et cetera. The standards, however, will not change. Yeah. So the reality is, is that they have opened the career fields to allow women to assess, but they are not going to make men and women standards because the standards that they have, the physical fitness standards, et cetera, they are not based off of a man's ability They're to do across something. The board. Right. They are based off of the job and mm -hmm. what is necessary because men fail all the time through all these different pipeline courses. So um, everyone has to meet the exact standard because these are battlefield proven standards, mm -hmm. not men and women diversely standards. Yeah. They've had two women uh, try out for special war naval special warfare training for SEALs. Neither have made it. Um, they had a young lady that tried out who I, I had to look at the update, but there was one female that was supposed to be the first female Air Force TACP, which TACPs, their job is uh, they embed with um, traditional army units and provide close air support. They call in airstrikes for army. Mm -hmm. So like they are the air liaisons to the army. Um, I don't know that she made it. I think she was close and then quit. Um, and that's typically what, what they're finding is that the women who have tried out, um, it isn't that they aren't able to meet the physical demands per se. It's that a lot of them come to the realization that they don't want to meet the physical demands. Once they're there, they realize this just isn't for me. Yeah. Like I'm just not going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. And that's fine. And that's and an absolutely think, yeah, fine. Men would probably have that same. Real and most, there's like, yeah. I mean, the attrition rate at buds is like 67%, which means that 67% of the men who show up go, this is not for me, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? So there's nothing wrong with a woman saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, but in this respect with this competition team, um, that's kind of, I feel like Reyes meant it or Hayes or Mahio, <laughs> yeah, whatever meant it in the sense that, that like we're talking about with this combat role with women but maybe it got blown out of proportion because right. people could listen to this podcast and go, Jesus Christ, Mitch, are you just anti-feminist? Like you don't they, think women can be Navy SEALs either? They could say, like, no, you absolutely can. say that about almost everything. We absolutely. Say but the reality is, is that maybe his standards were this and I, I don't know. I haven't heard any, I didn't hear about the story. I can't wait till I try to run for mayor or something yeah. and this all comes back on me. Yep. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to it actually. Yeah. Not Obviously, for you. Obviously, Johnny Wester is going to be the first pick for 2022. Any, of, anything is possible. Anything all things is are possible. All things are possible through Christ our Lord and Savior. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to touch that Major triggers one. right now. <laughs> so we actually did, uh, we had a question too. We've got a couple questions. Before you get to that. Yep. Because I was going to tell this in the beginning of the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, and God. it's really. Oh, God. Oh, are you guys. Strap, are, strap in. Are you guys strapping in because of my long ass winded uh, stories? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be that long. Let's go. Yeah. Um, if we just like get through it, we can we can move on. Oh okay. man, I hope you guys both get blisters on your feet. Um, so I went to IHOP for breakfast this morning with my family. Oh mm -hmm. God! And ran into. <laughs> is that a trigger this, as well? No, like we can't talk about IHOP. Life. Everything I say, oh my God, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No Literally wonder, everything. No wonder he talks to me so much. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like this. I'm always like. 
That sounds amazing. We went no matter looked, what the story is. We went and looked at yeah. houses, and this house that we looked at, we have like a whole acre in the back, and there's like woods and stuff. And naturally, there's like a little trail in the woods. So we can make a treehouse. What the fuck am I gonna do? I walk off in the woods, and yeah. I hear I hear her go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Me and the realtor just kind of like stood there, and I was like, "Yep, he's gone." He'll be back in a little bit. Yeah. He'll probably come back with a puppy. Yeah, let's go <laughs> see the rest of the house. But um, so someone that I uh, I used to work with, him and his family sat in the booth behind us, <laughs> and uh, so we're leaving. Oh, sorry for the sniffle, guys. I just sniffled. So um. Thank damn you. it i wish i had the sound effects queued up <laughs> oh damn it okay. and um so i had to go put the kids in the car while we waited on the ticket so i how left how many kids were with you uh i had 15 three and four i had four of the what a fucking nightmare is your wife just awesome. perpetually pregnant i don't have a wife i have your a fiance living. Um, like going to IHOP with that many kids. My kids are really well behaved. So well, yeah, but then think of all the other kids that are there, and then they start like communicating. Nope. That happened last time we were there, and it was just that's because like, you probably were hanging around a lot of shitty kids. It was yeah, a, there were a lot yeah. of shitty kids. Anyway, yeah. I want to hear the rest of your story. Yeah. So no, my kids are fairly well behaved, so we don't actually have problems with ours. Um, so I left, took the kids, put them in the car, and uh, well, uh, my fiance waited on the check and. My friend's kids told her that they thought I was John Cena. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I just, it's not, it's not working now. You play, that's what made me think of the story because you played it right before we started recording. I don't know what's going on. It's not working. I'm Great. broken. Great. We need to, you anybody. one opportunity. One chance. I was trying to give it to you. But yeah, so she gets in the car and she was like, hey, I. I fixed it. Better late than never. <laughs> yeah, she got in the car and she goes, um, your buddy's kids thought you were John Cena. Oh, that's and I was so like, beautiful. I don't even fucking look like John Cena. Um, he, I saw him in an ad the other day and I was almost just reposted it to the... <laughs> like, I'm just going to start pulling posts from John Cena's Instagram and funneling them straight through ours. It was, it was time. Oh, and um, so while I was in Colorado Springs... I met my son's girlfriend. We all we all went out for dinner and stuff like that. I dropped her off back at her house, and we were talking. My son were talking about the podcast because mm -hmm. he listens to the podcast, and he said, "Oh yeah, Dad, uh, my girlfriend's parents think you look like John Cena." Yes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yes. It's confirmed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yes. Of all the celebrities that I would like to look like, I'm not saying he's an unattractive guy. But like no, the more I look not. at him, the you more I'm like, I don't know. You can't pick. I mean, it yeah, is that's it right. Is. You can't mm -hmm. pick your doppelgangers. That's for sure. There's a I don't I can't even remember what Instagram it is, but there's like a jujitsu guy out there that does like, um, he, you know, the technique videos or whatever, mm -hmm. and he looks exact. He looks exactly like me. It's that makes it's sense. Creepy. Huh? Well, I've got you all beat because I look like everybody. Yeah, that's that true. Is, you are fairly generic. Yeah. I'm the most generic face so at all. of all time. I could say that you ha you have a um a Natalie Natalie Portman look. Yeah, yeah. Every place that I ever work at, I'm always looking like two different celebrities, all at the same time. And patients will come in, and I'm always looking like their granddaughter, their oh, daughter, yeah. their daughter's friend. My personality is exactly like him. They could swear. Do I have family in Arkansas? I like the creepy person no, that said that you I look don't. like their daughter's friend. Yeah. <laughs> Your personality is just like hers. Your hair is just, and I'm like, just like hers was. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's happened to me at least. I would say at least ten times. It doesn't matter where I go if I'm on a cruise. Like I went on a cruise, and we were in uh, 
Europe at the time, and someone from um, UK came up to me and asked me that. I'm like, no, no. I, I am me. There's nobody else. What like color me. are your eyes? Are those, Brown. Is that your natural eye color? Mm-hmm. Why? You stop looking at my girlfriend's eyes. <laughs> and so, I always get told that I have an accent. I always get asked if I have an accent. You have the you have an you anti-accent. Have, you have like some, right. I feel like it's just kind of a very yeah. the, the way that you pronounce certain letters. Your vowels are are different. It's strange. I never like, looked into it that much. I've like, wait. What color are your eyes? My eyes are blue. Oh. Fucking cut it out. What color do you think they were? Well, they're kind of dark right now, so yeah. I didn't know. They change colors based on my mood. Right oh, in front God. of me. Unbelievable. You want to guess what mood it is? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, you, your eyes kind of look like whenever the, uh, when vampires from, um, from that. Red. They, yeah. They look red. Yeah. I thought, yeah. They are. They're red. When you feast on human. I'm actually no, a vampire. Your eyes are red. Yeah. From the right angle, from this angle, I, it looked like she was hungry. I, um, so. no, Johnny's the one that's always hungry. That's true. <laughs> So we had somebody that asked. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Scott, one of our 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 like our sole fan that we claim because he found us on Reddit and he likes us. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody else like knows us and has to listen. Oh, so he's so our actual only real fan. This is an organic. I think fan. we. I think we honestly have a couple. We grew this um, fan from the ground. That's yeah, right. Yeah, he's from the ground up. But he was asking. He's about to compete for the first time in jujitsu. And he's asking for tips, with which is a pretty. Is he a white belt? Yeah. Okay. It's a pretty generic question, but I feel I feel like I might have some. Yeah, well, me too. Pretty, I feel like I could definitely answer this. Oh question. yeah, yeah. I have a. <laughs> Let's go for it. What's the question? Interesting advice. I just asked. He already the asked the question. Oh. He w- that lets us know that you do not know how to answer this question. <laughs> advice, but you're gonna give your you're gonna give I'll, advice. I'll definitely anyways. give my advice. Yeah. Advice for first time competitors in jujitsu. So what would you say, Johnny? What would you give? If first of all, it's a it's a person by person basis, right? Um, for me, the best way, the best when I compete best is whenever I decide that I just don't care. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I just want to have fun. I'm gonna do whatever I want to do, and if I don't choose, like, and what gets me in that mood is like I do things like I don't choose walkout music. I don't. Um, what did you walk out to at the? Uh, I don't know. Some like generic douche rock party in the USA. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So I didn't choose music. For oh, they just chose because, it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found that out whenever I fought MMA. I was like, mm-hmm. every time I chose my music, I was like, damn it, why do I keep losing every time I choose like these yeah. badass songs? Well, it's because when you don't choose your music, they choose Lincoln Park for you. I came out to Fort Minor <laughs> like a hundred times, dude. which is basically Lincoln Park. Yeah. They. That's the most probably the most common. But anyways. If just like whatever the results already there, you know what I'm saying? Like you've already done the training and you worrying about it isn't going to train, isn't going to change how you trained for it. Um, So you might as well just have fun. And uh, it's really tough to do. And it's really tough to get yourself in that, in that mindset. But that's important just to be able to have fun. And I know other competitors too, that like, again, that fierce, they're like slapping themselves before they compete and stuff. What? I've never seen that. Oh, People yeah. are happens slapping all the time. themselves. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh it, yeah. It it actually has physiological value. Kind of gets um, your adrenaline up and yeah. So your body will naturally like. Who's being that serious about lots it? Of lots people. of people in really? multiple sports, not just in jujitsu. Well, like, I thought we were just talking about like no. all the jujitsu ma- jujitsu matches I've seen. Like nobody's like over there just like slapping themselves. Yeah, for the most part. 
Um, You'll see it at like the IBJJF events. Yeah. Okay, well maybe like a, a bigger Bra- Brazilians that like yeah. this is everything to them. Well, I can understand like that. that. Well, usually the reason you don't see it at like AGF is because like they're American competitors and they're usually like just trying to finish up their hot dog or something like that yeah. or like their poor pork sandwich. There's also like this trend going on of like, oh, I care the least kind of thing. Like I'm going to try the... Jiu-Jitsu's the, gone emo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try less than you and... Just kind of sit down and like, <laughs> like, like, oh, no problems. Yeah. The Jeff Glover approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's really obnoxious. It super is. And uh, so you're basic, what you're saying is like, just try to develop an, um, an it's, attitude it's of generic just, advice, but it just is have fun. But, but still like, like just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important. That's honestly the, it's cliche. It's, it sounds generic, but that's the number one thing for me is like when I don't take it so seriously. I do my best. So when I give advice to young white belts who are competing for the first time, I never really try to give them advice on, on what their mindset should be. Mm-hmm. I just give them advice on what to expect. Yeah, that's true too. You know, and so I let them know right off the bat that um, it's going to be five minutes of a car crash because <laughs> you're not going to remember anything. You're not going to remember what to do. You're not going to remember to breathe. You're not going to, it's going to literally feel like that individual is jolting and shaking you around like a car rolling down a hill. None of it's going to make sense. And then afterwards, you're going to feel like you weren't in good enough shape. But mm-hmm. the reality of it is, is that you are. It's That's all part of that adrenaline dump. Hopefully you are. Hopefully you are, yeah. right? Um, so I always tell students like, hey, look, man, like you just have to get past the first one. That's it. Mm-hmm. So understand that as soon as you shake hands, it is going to be extremely violent, unrelenting, and none of it's going to feel like there's any technique. You're going to think that you did all these amazing things. And then you're going to go back and look, and it was just two guys running around in circles holding on <laughs> yeah. to each other, right? I've seen white belts like, just when I used spin to rev, and spin. They and pulled spin. guard from like literally across the map. Yes. Yeah. Or they grab a hold of each other and just start spinning in circles, trying yeah. to do the, the way that your brother used to try to take you down. Get you to know? the back. <laughs> yep. And, um, and that's what you're going to feel. And then you're going to feel really out of shape because you're going to forget to breathe. But that's the whole re- Nobody ever goes into their first competition ready for it. And then I tell people also, if you win, then you didn't do anything right. And here's why I say that. Because if you win your first competition, you literally lose out on all the possible learning possible, you know, uh, items and, and, and rudiment things that you could have learned because you most likely won on accident. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of like matchups that are right, just, that just don't work out to the, yeah. that are just not fair. And then you go into your next competition with a false sense of confidence mm-hmm. and then you get destroyed. And now you're, you're dealing with it after an elation versus dealing with it after a uh, crushing moment. Yeah. You know, um, you never want to climb the top. You never want to get dropped off at the summit of a mountain and then fall down the side of the mountain. You want to, you want the, 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 the feeling of ascending the mountain, right. Mm-hmm. And getting to the top because that's the victory. Right. Right. And so that's kind of what I tell white belts. What's your, Lizzie yeah, what do you got there, Lizzie Bob? Are you Googling what to tell white belts? Yeah, that's exactly I what I look over and Lizzie's actually. on her phone and, she, and it says, what should I tell a white belt? Yeah. She's got Stefan Kirsting or whatever. <laughs> that freaking weirdo. He is a weirdo. I think oh, he's yeah. half Klingon. Such a weirdo. Yeah, classic. Yeah, classic. <laughs> classic. Um, I don't have any experience in these type of situations, but I did compete in piano competitions. Okay. Um, I, I did was, stay at a Holiday Inn once. Did you switch to Geico at all? Yeah. Actually, I do have Geico, um, thanks to Johnny. Um, and I did, like, singing competitions, um, just public speaking and all did that Did you win stuff. any of them? 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, you're you get like a one, two, or a three. It's not like you're three winning. being the best. I think it's one is the best. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, I get third place a lot, so that makes sense. Um. I did do tennis competitions also, so that's. I mean, that's it's a sport, but it's not the same thing. Um. I'm glad you admit that. Yeah. No, not at all. Um. I mean, but I I tend to get really nervous when people watch me, and I and I. And you freeze up. So I the, the best thing for me is to not think about it at all. So kind of like the Johnny's approach. Like exactly. Just I, go in there and... I just... put my mind in a whole different place. And it's like I'm not even there. I'm just like... I'm just running through the motions. And that helps me the most. It also has like other bad effects though. Because then I start like doing that in my other like day-to-day things. Where I'm like, okay, I'll just like put myself in this other space where I'm not like in the moment. Mm. And I'm not present. That's a whole nother subject. <laughs> but as far as competition goes, I think you have to like if if you're that type of person gets nervous and like that's that's I used to be like really nervous at public speaking and all that stuff. Um, I think the best thing to do is just to to not be present in that specific scenario and to like put yourself in a, a mental place where you can um, where you feel most comfortable. But li- everybody has to figure out what that is for. them. I like to imagine that I'm naked. Yeah. See, that doesn't help me at all. Yeah, that I don't see why you imagining me naked would help you. No, <laughs> either way, any of us naked. Uh, when I when I fought MMA, I had to get myself in a completely different mindset, though, and that was part. Did of you reason. ever get a uh, an anxiety boner? No, no anxiety. Is that boners. real? Yeah, it's a real thing. You get so nervous, you get a boner. Well, you get so nervous about not getting a boner that you get a boner. <sighs> no, I've never, I've never. never? Had that. Well, you were a cup, so they'd never know. Yeah. The they thought they thought so my boner amazing. was the cup. What? <laughs> They're wait, like, wait, hey, wait, this guy's wearing a cup. This guy's wearing a cup. How uh-huh. do you? Okay, so what happens when you have a boner and you're wearing a cup? Does I've, it just like, I don't think I've ever had a boner in a never. Cup. No, what? you should Mitch try is, that. Mitch is like, Honestly, I got a lot of experience. In this. I don't wear cups. If I have a, if I have a cup on, I'm probably doing something that does not have me thinking about anything that would you're just in boner. you're in constant survival mode. Yeah. Be honestly, I've never had the issue of like. Rolling with the hot girl and like being turned on by her or whatever. It's no, I'm so far removed yeah. from what I'm thinking at that moment. I've had more instances where I've almost gotten boners training with guys <laughs> than I have with ever. Because I'm women. bored and I'm thinking that about girls. Me, that would make me so nervous. No, it's because you're like, uh, like you know, like you're you're showing a technique and then like, so when a, if, if like you're training with a girl and like something happens and they, you know, you're you've learned to tune things out so well yeah. that you just don't think about it. But for some reason, I'm always hyper aware when a guy touches my dick. And so then I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, man, I kind of felt good. But I shouldn't. I'm not supposed to be thinking. You, this heard, right it, now. you heard it here. This first, is the first of like three. No, I didn't. I didn't say comes out. <laughs> there's a closet right behind you. If you want to walk out, can of I walk it, out of it? Yeah. I can come out of the closet. Um, I didn't say that uh, that the guy was jerking me off. Like I just said that, like. You know, there'll be a situation. And the reason it becomes this thing is because it's like when I talk about how I can't really pee with a bunch of people around. Yeah. Because yeah. you you start thinking about it and you're like, oh, I, there's if I get a boner right now, he's going to get the wrong idea. And then it becomes like a, a constant battle of like. <laughs> or maybe he'll get the right idea. Yeah. Or maybe he'll get the right problem. idea. And then, uh, it, you know, it's the same. It's like have being you, bladder shy. I get boner shy sometimes. Have I've you ever, been, like, watched anyone roll and, like, someone get a boner and then get really, like, awkward ooh, about it? I have a really good no. uh, situation where that happened. <laughs> so I See? Have, so it's not uncommon. When we first opened the gym, I mean, like, brand new, um, you know, there, I'd have classes. I'd have one person there, two people there. And uh, I had one of my females 
that uh, started with that me got a and boner. Been helping me. She got a boner right in the middle of the match. That's mat. crazy. No, uh, mm. She she was actually about to leave, and there was like this fourteen year old kid that wanted to try out class. And it was this boy, and uh, I was like, "Hey Nicole, would you mind like oh, was Nicole. sticking around?" Yeah, oh, I didn't mean to sell, throw one under the bus like oh, that. We'll but, oh, we have to. Anyways, way to go. She doesn't care. Okay. Um, hey Nicole, <laughs> love you. Anyways, <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah, great. I would, I'd love to help out." So she helps out. Right, they're doing jujitsu. He's wearing um, athletic shorts. <laughs> Every time he gets up, he's got his hands in his pockets. Like, <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? Like, take your hands. And when you're in the guard, don't put your hands in your pockets, bro. Why would you do that? And I'm like, it doesn't dawn on me until I'm like, was he jerking oh, off? Oh, no. Or was he hiding No, he's his trying boner. to hide his boner. Oh, that sucks. And I was like, oh, my God. I just ruined this kid's puberty. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you think that was because he was so nervous because he was like rolling with a girl? Or do you think he was just like, Probably. Oh, I don't know. I boobs. think he was. Yeah. 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 I think he was trying to hide. It would have been funny if he'd like, like walked over and like. Use the back of your hand and like hit his hands and like get your hand out of your pocket, dude. <laughs> get him out of there. Get no. out. <laughs> get get. And then you're like, ew. Did Nicole realize? I think she realized. She what probably was felt going it on, on her butt every time. Oh god, oh. that is so. She's scary. like, this guy has the biggest mole ever. Come on, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid <laughs> might be listening oh. right now. Yeah, I know. No, he just uh, ruined his life. Yeah, that was that was really terrible, uncomfortable coaching moment of my life. Um, so don't get a boner. Hmm. Um, have fun. Do good. Have and fun. Yeah, those are the tips that we're given. For the white belt. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Lizzie's like, have what is why just I was you do counting them off. He's counting. Scissoring. Scissoring. <laughs> I'm scissoring them off. Uh do good, try your best, have fun. Take These hands. are so generic. And I don't remember what whatever Mitch said. Yeah, everything I said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nothing That's, don't listen to what I said. There's your advice. <laughs> what else do you what else do you need? And the thing is, 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 is nothing against him for asking the question, obviously. And you're going to get a generic answer because the answer to the question is a generic answer. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, go find a strength and conditioning coach and a nutritionist. And then also, you know what I mean? Like, it's your first no. fucking white belt competition. Well, I, I love mean, how we're making it like he's like. He asked us a question, and now we're like, "What the fuck do you want, bro?" Yo, Jesus like, Christ! Come on. <laughs> the reality is, is that quit uh, bugging us about it. The best advice for a white belt is to go fucking compete. Yeah. That's it. And just go if compete. You, if you don't like it, maybe then don't do it you again. Don't compete. Yeah. Or yeah. if you love it and you want it, that's what drives you to grow. You mm -hmm. compete, you fail, you fix it. You compete, you fail. Unless you're me, in which you compete and you've failed for twelve years straight. And nothing fixes it. Fail forward. I fail forward. Fail on to the next. All failure. the time. <laughs> I, I like how my, uh, I was sitting on my last podcast where I was like, I don't really think I'm going to compete anymore. And you're like, bro, you're giving up. And like, I'm like, I'm going to focus on self-defense. <laughs> like, like that's like the ter the typical thing. Like I've, I've sucked so bad at black belt no. that I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go do, uh, I'm going to go do fake stuff. You need to, you need to I'm give gonna yourself compete. credit. I'm still going to compete. I mean, I just remember the first super fight that I saw you. You whooped this ass. Yeah, you whooped once. that ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a black belt champion. Yeah. <laughs> I've beaten a lot of black belts when they were brown belts. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I was like the gateway for a little while. Yeah, you were. All you got to do is beat me off and then you get your black belt. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay was like I still haven't gotten my black that's belt that's it I've been doing this for how long now yeah dang <laughs> again whatever. where's my reward um anyways what about our topic oh sun gazing are we gonna dive into that here's some more advice go sun gazing don't go sun gazing um normally well, Johnny and I are always 100% on the same page let's talk about it 
first, let's introduce it, what sun gazing is. Okay. So, Johnny, I'll let you, since you're obviously the master sun gazer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sun gazing is where exactly what it sounds like. By the way, I tried it in Colorado, and I got into a car accident right after. <laughs> <laughs> I was also driving while I did it. <laughs> I did find out that like the technical times to do it is at dawn and dusk. Yep, I found so that out. Not when like the sun is at, at noon. You it know, peak volume. It peak energy. Time. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to absorb the nutrients whenever they're being filtered through the Earth's atmosphere at its, oh, you, know, okay. you know, only halfway or whatever. Um, but anyways, so yeah, and you work up to it. It's like a tolerance thing. Like you stare at it for 10 seconds. You get used to being Yeah, blind. no, you don't yeah. get used to it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like the reason it's a tolerance thing is because if you went out and did it in 20-minute segments, you would immediately be blind forever. Segments, Let's be clear yeah. before I get yelled out this whole podcast. <laughs> I'm not for sun gazing. Okay. I was I'm, under the direct impression you were. No, um, that was just to just to bother Lizzie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go sun gazing. Uh, I do have somebody at the gym though that I'm not entirely sure if they're serious or not. That s- says they support sun gazing, but they also could be like trolling to, you. Yeah, people like to just yeah, say but things. that person's also really young. So let's talk when that person's like forty. Yeah, when they have glaucoma. Mm-hmm. That's you don't get glaucoma. It's you, called solar retinopathy. Basically, what it does is it. Oh, you mean you don't get glaucoma from uh, sun gazing? Sun gazing. From sun gazing. Okay, because when you said you don't get glaucoma, I thought you were going to follow that up with a story as to what glaucoma is. I didn't know that you were referring to not getting glaucoma from sun gazing. I thought the topic was sun gazing. Well, you're the doctor. I'm not a doctor. You're mom now. Uh, It is sun gazing. I am mom. The topic is. The topic is sun gazing, and no, you won't get glaucoma for sun gazing. But you will get, what would you call it? It's called solar retinopathy. Is that when you can't get a boner anymore? You know, uh, you'll you'll get solar retinopathy, and you'll also get woke. Yeah. Yeah. So So you'll be blind, but you'll know all the secrets of the Mm. world. Well, I heard that as long as you go out and do it barefooted, that you don't get uh, solar glaucoma. Solar glaucoma. Wow. Dang, I've been wearing shoes this whole time. Solar anal therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) The the funniest thing to me about like I went on the subreddit because that's where everybody's going to like all of the people that support it are going to be, you know, of course, the two funniest things was a there was some guy like the most popular post. There was some guy like dancing to absorb all the sunlight and all the comments. He's just bending over, opening his butthole. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the come on solar rays. Uh, Why does this remind me of the video with Jeff in like the white shirt? Dancing around his house. I could just see Jeff doing that while sun Oh, yeah. Any one of Jeff's dances would, <laughs> I think, would absorb I think that Jeff the has the best probability of, of absorbing the right. nutrients just because of his energy. Well, anyway. apparently dancing's not the way because oh. everybody in the comments were like... You're doing it wrong. You, yeah. Like, you're giving <laughs> us a bad name. Like, you're, you're making us, us look bad. bad everybody thinks we're stupid now. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not about dancing. That's not how it works. It's about gazing. And then the... <laughs> It's about gaze. Uh, the other the other thing was that apparently there's a strain of weed called Sungate, the Sungazer. Mm, that's sun what they've been doing the whole time. And so every like three posts is just this big picture of a weed nugget. <laughs> so they and, bake uh, the sun into the weed. Yeah. Um, I um, I saw one YouTube video and uh, this girl was giving her account of sun gazing. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how she could, you know, all the benefits that she's obtained as far as uh, cognitive abilities and things like that. But she's in like this really ghetto neighborhood. And so like, she's videoing herself. Like it's, you know, like a selfie style. And, um, and like, 
every every now and then she's like, yeah. So um, for me, the the cognitive ability, my ability to recall memories. What's up, Bootsy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm coming down. Okay, I'll see you in a minute. So and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Like she just starts yelling at people in the neighborhood and like is waving at her cousins that are walking by, you know, and I'm like, you could have done all this in your backyard. You didn't have to do it in the middle of the street. Right. You know? But she's just like, I was like, you're giving sun gazers a bad name. So do you have uh, like actual real information about right. what happened? Yeah, solar glaucoma. She called it a second ago. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Glaucoma. Um, no, it has nothing to do with glaucoma to reiterate that <laughs> for everyone out there. No, basically, uh, we the person that I work with, his wife is an optometrist, and um, she is an active sun gazer, and that's someone. What? That, yeah. Let's she, get her on the show. Basically, it burn. Basically, what it can do is it can essentially like quote unquote burn a hole into your retina, which causes spots and causes you to lose vision and the best part of your vision. Um, so the result of that is that you get dark spots. Um, normally, they go away though. Uh, unless you're sun gazing for like extended periods of time, because you're only supposed to do it for like up to a minute, like yeah. each time you do it. So if you're doing it for like 20 minutes at a time, there's a guy that say he did it for five. And like that's a that's, really long time geez. to be staring yeah. at the sun. Yeah, we're making you, fun of him, but he's literally flying to yeah. California right now. He's living without in an airplane. 3019. So, yeah. <laughs> so in that case, your vision will be affected. I mean, it will be affected in some way. Sometimes as it's far short-term. as being able to see into the future. Mm-hmm. Is what Sometimes means. it's long term. Yeah. Um, and positively positively affected yeah no. so what i've gathered so far from what you've said is that it burns holes into my eyeballs which that will open doorways <laughs> pathways right the my vision to your soul. and my wokeness right okay. to see the real world yep. the matrix basically yep mm-hmm. okay and also i mean there's other factors like environmental factors your genetics and things like, like climate that. change Right. So sun gla- so you're telling me that sun gazing is contributing to climate change. Sun exactly. glazing is a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had these before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look up sun glazing on Pornhub. Do it. Anyways, go ahead. So sun gazing is contributing to climate change is what you're saying. Uh, once again, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because of that's been established. I think we're on to something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is, we would you say how m- so how many minutes a day would you have to sun gaze to completely melt the solar ice caps or the um, uh, polar ice caps? At least 30 seconds. Solar ice caps. <laughs> it's a real thing. The ice caps on the sun. <laughs> I think it's, it, you can think of it in terms of your skin, just okay. like your skin would get burned. Yeah. Your eyes are very sensitive. So you're burning the very most sensitive part of your eye that okay. that controls your central vision. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so central scotoma is what it's called. It, it basically. And that's, will, so central scotoma. Yeah. Is is when you are melting the polarized caps in the middle of your vision. Yes. Okay. So the middle of what you see, kind of like it, kind of acts like uh, like macular degeneration. You you lose your central vision. It's vacular. Kind of vacular. Vacular degeneration. <laughs> so in it's vehicular vehicular degeneration. Is that when you crash a car and kill someone? I think it is. Vehicular degeneration. <laughs> Disintegration. Degeneration. Like this podcast right now. <laughs> We're all gonna we're gonna wrap all of this up and it's gonna make sense real soon. <laughs> the the takeaway is don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is what is uh vacular vast vehicular manslaughter? What is that? I'm not sure how to answer that vacular, question. <laughs> vacular disintegration. I just use macular degeneration as an example. You said macular? Macular. Sorry. Uh that's a very common eye disease that's 
a lot of the times inherited. Um, but what you, what does it do? You lose the central part of your vision, so it's the same. So you can see concept. you have peripheral, but no central. Right. So over time, you lose your central vision. So basically, you become a you basically go from being now, a predator to being a uh, masculine. Degenerate. No, a masculine. Degenerate? Not like you, not like a sexual predator. I'm talking about in the wild. What is it? So you have a predator, and then you have the people who get eaten by the predators, which are called prey, prey right? So essentially, if you stare at the sun, you have peripheral, which deer have really good peripheral vision. They don't have very, like Tyrannosaurus Rex, if you don't move, they can't see. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? That's exactly what I just said. So, so Tyrannosaurus Rexes were born with it, that. Yes. Sun gazing uh, melted the polar ice caps, yep. and that's why the dinosaurs, dinosaurs are extinct. I think that. And then Kevin Costner got gills. On the backs of his ears. Yep. I think that Before about sums he it up. Molested all those children. Are you thinking of the right Kevin Costner? I'm not sure. Kevin I Costner, don't. I don't think so. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <Yeah>. God damn it. <laughs> there goes our chance of ever getting Kevin Costner on the show. That was the best coverage of any topic we've ever had. <laughs> for think, sure. I think we knocked it out of the park. So I do appreciate uh Lizzie's uh science behind this stuff this, if somebody kept up with that <laughs> i'm impressed yeah this is the reality we have patients that or we've had patients that do that and i oh, used to they do sun gaze talk about your peanut butter falcon oh that's a great movie by the way oh oh Wait, have are you, you seen it? yes it's the greatest movie in the oh, world man i wanted to see that it's so good you guys not have fire sticks no mm. get a fire stick yeah no we have one i'll tell you what you do? yeah i'll oh. tell you what i'll why do we need a fire stick because you can you can get the uh, you can the app that allows you to watch movies that are still in theaters. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I have that and it never works. The uh, Cody or whatever? don't use Cody. Oh, okay. Yeah, use either Terrarium or um, TTV. Uh-huh. Those two apps are what what I use, and they're really good. I watched okay. Peanut Butter Falcon like two days ago. Nice. Yeah, I watched it um, a couple months ago when it first came out. It was yeah. a handheld camera version. Nice. Still yeah. good. And now they actually have the digital copies on on mm-hmm. there. You can watch. Nice. It's like watching it in the theaters. Awesome. She has it's a, a great peanut, fucking movie. She has a peanut butter falcon at her work. I don't no. know that you're allowed to say that. I don't. It's yeah, the girl that only eats peanut butter. Oh, okay. We were talking. Oh, this is a whole different. You were kind of insinuating that you had a person with Down no. syndrome. No, I, I she... was insinuating that there's a person that likes peanut butter. <laughs> that could have been. Taken I was talking ways. to Johnny about nutritional optic neuropathy. What? Where and... you put peanut butter on your eyes? Right. Yeah. It... <laughs> Am I right? Are you guys just fucking with me? No. <laughs> 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 and stare at, instead of staring at the sun, you just put peanut butter in your eyes and you look at the sun. <laughs> um, basically, what nutritional optic, a lot of people that do like hard drugs for um, a long period of time or they're eating only specific things. Give three definitions of a hard drug heroin, meth, um, cocaine. Nailed it. Keep going. Um, so, basically, this person came in, she didn't have any of the characteristics of optic neuropathy that you would normally see. Um, anyway, we got into it and, uh, like got into a fight. No, no. We got into like after the The exam and all that stuff, the doctor came out and he's like, yeah, she's, uh, she's got a nutritional optic neuropathy, not from, you know, being an alcohol or all, you know, drugs or whatever. It's from eating too much peanut butter. She's been on a peanut butter only diet for the last four years. Who does that? I bet she never poops. Wait, are you allowed to talk about that stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I just make sure it wasn't HIPAA. I didn't say any names. names, No, yeah, because there's, I mean, it's a case study, right? It's just a case study. It's not a case study, but it's just a patient we had. I never said where I work or who I work for. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Where do you work at? (laughs) (laughs) 
nowhere. Yeah, this girl eats only peanut butter. So um, the same thing can happen to like children that are only eating like the same thing like yeah. every single day. I know a girl that only eats cheese. Really? Yep. Only cheese. That's crazy. Well, she no eats bread a, or. No, she gets her uh, she gets her carbohydrates from macaroni. Oh, so like macaroni and cheese? She'll, she'll eat macaroni and cheese. So she only eats like, she eats very, Is this very... your child? No. Okay. I was like, if this is a two-year-old that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> then it's okay. Yeah. I know a girl that only eats dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's my daughter. Um, I saw her eat something strange this morning. And I say strange because I don't know what it was. Like she was sitting on the floor and I looked down and there's like a spot on her finger and she's staring at it. And I was like, what you got there? And then she just puts it in her mouth. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what it was. It's probably a flea or something. I don't care what anybody says. Having dogs is very similar to having children. Hundred percent, up to a certain Especially age. When you have a dog, when you like have Bubba, Bubba, this one is perfect. Yeah, well, because this one's named is Nora. Nora, yeah, Nora's my favorite. I took a picture of her earlier because yeah, she, she doesn't do anything wrong. She's an angel. She's been. She always presents her toy to me in the beginning when I come yes, home. She said, "Play or not come home when I come up to your home." <laughs> she Dude, said, "You know what? I'm starting to think after you guys are staring into each other's <laughs> eyes, and now you're calling this your home." <laughs> Things are going on. I have to ask Nora if she's been calling somebody uncle recently. (laughs) Nora, is there anybody that maybe comes over that you may refer to as, I don't know, uncle? (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's an angel. Bubba is a monster. Yeah, Bubba is a monster. Then he's like the best dog ever. I I assume that's what kids are like. It is. Yeah. Um, First they're sour, then they're sweet. Yep. No, my daughter, Abby, is 100% uh, a Sour Patch Kid, 100%. What are all your kids' names again? Ansley, Peyton, Reagan, Abby, and how Skylar. Do you, how do you spell Avi? Avie. A-V-I-E. So it's, nice. French, it's French for Ivy. I like it. And, um, and so it's, a, it's kind of a South Louisiana name. Oh, nice. And so, um, yeah, it's okay, though. We ruined her life because everybody refers to her as Avi. Uh, yeah, and we just let it happen. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like, I, I like, like it. only strange and unusual names. I'm the, similar to that in the sense here lately, at least. Um, that's why I liked Avi so much um, because it was it was fairly unique. And yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fuck with your kid because nobody's gonna be able to pronounce it, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And later in life, they'll appreciate it. Right. Agreed. My yeah. son still gives me shit because his name is Skyler, and he still gives me shit because he thinks that only girls' names are Skyler. No. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, nah, dude. When you become an adult, yeah, dude, you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. Only white people's names are Skyler. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Nobody else oh, would. Johnny said it, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because of anything other than nobody else would dare name their child Skyler. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Skyler's my oldest. He's my son. He's who I hung out with. And uh, he listens to the podcast. He lives in Colorado Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrestles for uh, Coronado High School. What, what? And he's uh, second year wrestling. And uh, he beat me at the incline. So I it mean, took me 50 minutes. And he does he know, talk to you about he what doesn't, he wants? Uh, he doesn't donate to the Patreon, but why don't you go ahead and give him a shout out? <laughs> <laughs> I just did. Has he talked to you about what he wants to do after high school? Yeah, he uh, he wants to go to a trade school. So he's looking at doing uh, – he's smart enough to do anything he wants, but uh, he sees the value in uh, a labored skill. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like welding, mm-hmm. graphic – you know, not necessarily graphic design. Because wow, Bob, uh, you have a – yeah, and you skill. see that he does it for free. That's yeah. the yeah. problem. Right. <laughs> I've been trying, I've been you trying never, to make money off of it. Yeah, you never see anybody um, do a shit ton of welding for free. Yeah. You right. know, it's always for money. And but nobody, also nobody asks for a shit ton of welding for free because whenever you start doing that, it's always like, 
hey man like can you do this for me or like it's always like friends you know yeah. and then even past that it's like yo we'll get your name out there right cool thanks you're yeah. talking about graphic design yeah. yeah yeah graphic design has um has been a godsend in this arena for us yeah with your abilities um so whenever anybody realizes that, feel free to donate. Dude, I, yeah, we bring it up all the time. Like I tell people all the time <laughs> that Johnny does all the graphic design and editing, and so I'm trying. It's been working. I've got a, I've got somebody actually from your gym that I'm working with right nice. now. Nice. Um, I sent him some stuff, and I gotta work up some other designs and send, send some more. But yeah, I mean your 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 work is. It, and maybe it's because of the style. We have a similar style in as far as taste and, and art and stuff like that. But like all your t-shirt designs, what you've d- like the logo for the fucking podcast, like I couldn't have done it better myself. It's I, like you pull the thoughts out of my head <laughs> and design them. And I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. I like, I think that my biggest struggle right now is like everything that I designed kind of looks like it's a band logo. <laughs> but I think that's why I like it so right. much. Right. Like, I just that's why make sure, I like, like it. I want to be able to kind of do everything. With sure. It. I love it though. It's so much fun. Like I would honestly do it. Regardless, for free just, like you do now yeah yeah well. I do it for my well i do it for the gym yeah and for this mostly so yeah. just think I'm, about the amount of outsourcing that people do for that type of work and you don't have to right you yeah know? well and that's my that was honestly whenever i opened up the gym i said it like i've told people that i don't think that a business degree is what you need no Rolly told me how stupid i was when i was trying to get a degree in management yeah in business management he was like that's the dumbest degree he's like Gra- graphic you don't design need i think that. is the smartest smartest From, degree yeah, and if you look at that, because outside of tuition, merchandise is where you make your other money, mm-hmm. right? You know, the reality. And plus, when you look at if, if when you can design your own flyers, when you can design your own websites, when you can design, when you can do all those things yourself and you get to take that stuff from being outsourced to being insourced, then that's money saved. Yeah. You know? And everything is everything is online. Even if you mm-hmm. even your business management stuff, like that graphic design stuff yeah. can help. I've learned like how to do things like spreadsheets and set those things up through doing stuff on Adobe and doing stuff on, on that kind of stuff. So well, one all, of our, um, one of our buddies, I'm not going to say his name. And the reason I'm not going to say his name because he has to pay us money is because I will mention his name and you know who you are, who has a business that is surrounded by taking people's internet solutions, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. He literally sits down with the customer and says, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking that. about now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows who I'm talking about too. And if you're listening, <laughs> Yeah, you know. Um, now, you want to sponsor an episode? <laughs> then we will talk at length about your name, your address, maybe even your phone number. But until social, then, social security number. Yeah. But until we'll then, you will be re, you will remain nameless. But I will say that you have a very good business model, um, where you know he does internet solutions and a, and, a, and a, a myriad of other things for businesses, uh, which I think in this day and age, his business model is something that people need he he or she is he very, or she is very intelligent is very intelligent yeah, and has a lot of a lot of uh, and i would love skills. nothing more than to go into detail but i just can't do it right yeah, now. yeah i can't speaking just of, do it. speaking of details and shout outs that we need to give to people who do pay us money mm-hmm. yep <laughs> uh we have a patreon shout out this week Ooh. um Finally, last week I was I was getting ready. To Johnny was getting bummed, man. He was texting me all kinds of sad faces and stuff. Yeah, it was really sad. But uh, Ian Humbley. Oh yeah, I saw that. I don't know if that's how you say his name. He's one of my he's one of my students. Is he? Um, he just signed up with me. I mean, maybe like two three months ago. Um, but he goes back and forth between 
uh, uh, every other month he goes back to Afghanistan. Oh, nice. And oh, he's a contractor? Yeah, he's okay. a contractor. I don't know exactly what he does. Right. Um, I think he does something with helicopters. Probably. Um, but that's the extent of, I don't want to screw it up. And Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, so he does that and he's been, he competed at this last AGF, did really well and he's been nice. training. He's a, he's a stud dude. He's congratulations to the, uh, your best friend. Oh yeah. We won't mention his name, yeah, but I can't mention his name. Congratulations on your promotion. Uh, uh-huh. he's um, had a, man, he's had a really, really big month. Like yeah. he got married. Yeah. Um, he bought a house. Nice. And then he got his brown belt. Dude. Yeah, well no, deserved, man. Yeah, yeah. For Super real. well deserved. I honestly, so. Did you buy that brown belt or did you hand that brown belt down? I hand that brown belt down. That's what down. I thought. All of, for him in particular, all, he's gotten all of my old belts. That's super because cool. He's, because it looked like an A3 belt. <laughs> yeah. I could tell. <laughs> Dude, I didn't have enough uh, belts and so I had Mr. Dream bring some down and like, mm-hmm. so I had to give like this girl an A5 and it was oh, like Jesus hanging Christ. to the floor and I was like, listen, I'm, I'll get you I swear, another one. This is just you for know? the pictures. You're going to yeah. look really ridiculous on this momentous day. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, just hanging around your neck, like folded in half. But um, anyways, the so for him in particular, I honestly, like I had gone back and forth about it. And my coach has always told me, uh, and, and I'm sure everybody's kind of said it, like you don't want people to ask, why is that guy a brown belt? You want right. people to ask, why is he not a brown belt? Why is he belt? not a black belt? That well, makes sense. After this most recent tournament that he did. I legitimately had people coming up and said, dude, that brown belt that you've got, like, he killed it. And I was like, that's great. He's not a brown belt. Mm-hmm. And they were like, dude, he needs a brown belt. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, he's just been doing, he's been killing it, man. He's doing really good. He really has. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been fortunate. I haven't gotten to train with him um, when he comes to Westside, but I've gotten to see him train. Yeah. And uh, the guy's great. And he has such an open mind about training, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what I like to see. You know, I just... I'm, I'm not a business owner. You know, I don't own Westside. Mm-hmm. I have no no dog in the fight when it comes to finances and stuff like that. So for me, as an on staff instructor and a member of Westside, I get to benefit from people who get to, to cross train with us. Yeah. You know, I know that maybe from like Rolly and Matt's perspective, you know, if they're paying you, but training with us twice a week, you know, I don't know what deal they have is worked out. But mm-hmm. you know, I can see like at that point, kind of being like, man, you know you're getting all the benefits of training here, but not giving us any money. Right. But well, me, that's, that's not what's going on. So, okay, good, yeah. good, good. And I don't know. That's why I said, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't you know, know, I understand. Um, you know, but from my perspective, I look at it and go, man, I'm really glad that guys like that can cross train with us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, he, he asked me up front he's like, Hey, do you think, um, he's, he's, you know, would you be cool with it? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, cause he, and he was up front. I think he was up front with them about it. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm about to do some really big tournaments. I want to have some really consistent training partners and, like we have consistent training partners mm-hmm. at our gym. We have high level people at our gym, but they don't, you know, not all of it lines up the way right. that we need to for training um, for big tournaments like he was. And it's just, it just worked out for him more conveniently to uh, travel. Uh, that, That's awesome. Travel and stuff. Yeah. He's a really good guy, but uh, I'm like, I'm like a good girlfriend. I don't care. Yeah, I'm dude. not, I'm not jealous. And so. I think, the, I think the, I think the community can use more of that because um, our coaches at Westside are the same way, mm-hmm. you know, like there's no, so I had a conversation with one of my buddies when I was in Colorado Springs um, and he trains at a gym up there and uh really good guy, really good fucking purple belt too. Uh, I don't know that he listens to the podcast. If he does, what up, Dan? Um, and if he doesn't, then I just said hi to somebody that doesn't listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. So. Yeah, whatever. But um, he trains at a gym 
uh, in Colorado Springs. And if you are an instructor at that gym, you are not allowed to cross train anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know, because the owner's perspective is, well, I'm teaching you all this jujitsu. Yeah. And then you're going to go cross train and teach it somewhere else. I get it. But at the same time, I'm a, it's a really weird thing because it's like, well, I'm a fucking customer. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, but I am the person who has given you the product that you paid for. Right. And then when you go give my product away to someone else who didn't pay for it, it's where not, do you draw the line? It's not your product anymore, though. Right. You think about it like when you produce a piece of art, when mm -hmm. you put a painting up on a wall, it's no longer yours to interpret. You have your interpretation of why you made that painting and mm -hmm. why it looks like that. But now everybody else is going to see that painting and it's now up to them to interpret them That's that fair. for themselves. So I've always pictured it as like a very artistic endeavor. Whenever I teach a technique, I'm giving you that technique and yeah, like I'm investing my time into you, mm -hmm. but the art of it is what you take from it and what, how you, how you translate it right. and process it. So whenever you turn around and like, that's no longer my technique anymore. That's now, that's now yours to, to interpret. Right. I've always pictured like gravitas, my gym as uh, a little bit more. Have you ever heard of studio 540? Yep, the gym yep. in California. Very I cool. It's California. Yeah, it is. It's more of it's more of like a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. Like me and Daniel, very like a much, collective. Yeah, yeah. Me and Daniel very much own the gym. We're still a part of our team, and we have our coaches and stuff. But we want to learn as much jujitsu as possible from everybody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who comes through. You know, so, like be fair to us. We'll be fair to you, and agreed. that's all that we ask for. I mean, I feel bad that um, that I don't get to train at your gym as much as I'd like to. I feel bad know? too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I would, I'd love to come over there and get it like at least one day a week, you know, training with you guys. Um, and, and mostly because I consider you to be a very close friend of mine, but, um, so I'll preface this by saying, I love Daniel. Trimble. Uh, yeah. I think he's an awesome guy. Um, he's never to my knowledge spoken ill of me. Um, and I've never spoken ill of him. But how the fuck do you not know who Josh Hinger is? <laughs> we talked about because he lives in a bubble. He like we and you're a black belt. Yeah, he also likes to just be stubborn for the sake yeah. of being stubborn. But um, no, he's he's kind of he's one of those guys that's like very much kind of out of the loop on the popular culture of jujitsu. That's more common than you realize. Yeah, you know. And if you watch it, what's funny is like I think that his jujitsu reflects that in mm -hmm. the, in the best ways because he. <laughs> Daniel and I'm not afraid to say this because I say it to Daniel all the time. Like his jujitsu is getting his ass kicked until he wins. Yeah. Like he yeah. I've literally watched him. It was incredible. He was down like 19 to zero or something. I mean, it was insane, like 12 to 12 to nothing or whatever. And there was like 30 seconds left to the point where I stopped coaching because I was like, <laughs> dude, you're done. Like, it's over. It's over. He arm bars the kid mm -hmm. with like seriously five seconds left. And that's how, that's all of his jujitsu. <laughs> I've trained with Dan, Daniel, and um, that's exactly how I felt the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And like, he om he almost arm locked me because him and I've only trained like once. I've only had the luxury of actually training with him like once or twice. Mm -hmm. uh, both were great experiences. But I remember that, like, like, I just remember like putting a ton of pressure on him and like just smashing him almost to the point where like, I was like what the fuck man <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then like right toward the end like he just fucking opened up and like put me in the worst places and like if it wasn't for the bell he was gonna submit me with an yeah. arm lock and i just remember thinking like this motherfucker was playing possum this whole fucking he's time he's brilliant at it he's like 
he's the most dangerous whenever he's tired. Like, <laughs> the more tired he gets, the more dangerous he is. Oh, he had another one. He uh, what's that guy's name? Like uh, Longacre or something? Lanyacker? I don't oh, know. The he's... guy from like uh, yeah yeah yeah. He's no, big. Not 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 that guy. Not Lancaster. No, no they Lan- like a, some guy from Oklahoma. But anyways. oh, um, Lovato. You're thinking of Lovato Jr. No, Dan- <laughs> yeah, Daniel like, just armbarred the crap out of Lovato Jr. Uh, no, uh, he was stuck in a triangle uh, from this guy. <laughs> all at the same time, busts out of the triangle and armbars the guy <laughs> all at once. It was insanity. And uh, <laughs> that's his jiu-jitsu. I don't Dude, get it. I felt it. And, yeah. like, it's that's exactly what he did to me because, like, I was passing and, like, I had him, like, on his back just, like, smashing him to the point where, like, I had, I had stopped trying to submit him because I was like, this is just not mm-hmm. okay, you know, like. And then, like. I don't remember. I don't know how he knew how much time was left. Um, like an but as soon clock. as yeah, as soon as there was like a minute left, he just like he escaped side control. Like did like a D one wrestler duck out. Like <laughs> yeah, like, and, like, so like, was, like the best techniques in about five seconds. It was cra- like, yeah. and it's I can only imagine that the entire time he's having that internal dialogue. Like he's just like counting it down. He's yeah, like, I've got one, him right where just, I want him. Yep, just keep on. I need him to keep. Yep, more pressure. More <laughs> pressure. Keep that full mount. Keep That's that full mount. That's exactly where I want you. <laughs> he uh he he's had a lung issue for a while too, really? and he just he had, had a, a tumor issue too, didn't he? It was they're called AVMs. It's okay, like a blood like clot a, or something, like a mini stroke or whatever. It's not. I didn't think that it had to do with the lungs. No, he no, had, it doesn't. It was in addition to. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was some in his brain and then some in his I lungs. I gotcha. Um, but the ones in his lungs, I think he just recently got them fixed. That's crazy, man. And so now his cardio is like unlocked. Oh. And we're all we are all fucked. So right. like he got those. So that's been the whole problem. He's he, been. They told him that like, hey, your this cardio. Is this is you, this is gonna help your cardio quite Get a the bit. Fuck out. Yeah. This is restricting your. Well, who's this doctor? Can I go? Is <laughs> yeah, it like, give me some of that. Do, you just, do they? Do, is it like? Does it come in a syringe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, we're all in trouble. We're yeah, dude. Um, speaking of cardio, man, that was something that. Um, so have either one of you ever been to Colorado, like at that altitude? Yes. No. You haven't, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. I have. Not. I have. Um, so you've been to Colorado Springs. Yeah, I used to live in Colorado and, okay. uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then I've been out there a couple times. So, you know, at the Air Force Academy, they they talk about the altitude all the time. In mm-hmm. fact, it's like in their mantra. Like if you ask a cadet what the altitude is at the Air Force Academy, they have, I can't remember it exactly, but basically they say it's 7,250 feet, which is exactly this many feet above West Point and this many feet above Annapolis, which is the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. It's like an indoctrination thing that they have. Mm-hmm. But I got to watch the Air Force versus Army boxing, which was really oh, okay. cool, right? Yeah. So the thing about uh, the U.S. Air Force Academy is that in order to box for the academy, you they don't offer scholarships. So they don't recruit boxers. Same thing with the Army and the Navy Academy as well. It's an extracurricular. Mm-hmm. But it is a collegiate sport, which is kind of strange, right? And so you're allowed to have like no more than two amateur fights as, as a non-academy cadet. And so if you want to box, like you can't have any documented um, fights. So you're literally like fighting as a true nobody. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, there's this sign that is hanging um, on the wall in big letters, as big as this American flag you have here on the wall, um, right next to the boxing ring that says, um, welcome to the Air Force Academy, altitude 7,250 feet. The air is rare. (laughs) And it's like a constant reminder to those who train at sea level. Like when you come up here. Uh, they have to see that every time and they feel it Yeah, because the the best way I can explain it is you don't notice 
the, the altitude is a thing, A, unless you're training in it, which I was, right? So you notice it like you, you, it's not that you can't breathe. It's that it's like you can't catch your breath. Like yeah. you can't take a deep enough breath, right? And then if somebody is on top of you, like in a side control position, it's like your chest is heavier. Like you, you, it, you hate, you take shallow breaths. It's mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, but what was cool is watching the boxing matches is you would see the moment where the army athletes Broke. were realizing yeah. that this altitude was real. And then the air force Academy cadets would just lay it on them. Like mm -hmm. you would see it because you know, they were doing three, two minute rounds is what it was. So like going into the second round is whenever you start to realize like they're becoming hypoxic and oxygen deprived. And so it was kind of interesting to see that they say it takes up to three weeks for an athlete to adjust acclimate. Mm -hmm. um, and I was there just at three weeks, but you have to be training at the altitude. Like, so yeah. if you're just there living, your body doesn't make an adaptation, right? You have to force the adaptation through exercise and training. Um, which is one of the reasons I climbed the incline twice mm -hmm. was because like I was looking for opportunities to push myself as far as possible so that I could come back here in hopes to see any sort of benefits. Yeah. Cause they have the U S Olympic training centers there. Like it's in Colorado Springs for a reason, mm -hmm. you know? Um, interesting enough, there was a cyclist who had built a, um, altitude chamber in his backyard, like out of like material or whatever he did. Um, he got caught and was stripped of all his titles and it basically, he would sleep in it, which would simulate sleeping at altitude of 7,000 to 8,000 feet. That's not really fair. That they but you can go to the Olympic training right, center yeah. and do it. And it's legal. In Colorado. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like that's such a weird gray area. Like you, hmm. it's illegal to sleep in an altitude chamber that simulates living at altitude, but it's not illegal to actually live at altitude where the Olympic training center is. Yeah. You know, that is really strange. It's a very gray area, mm -hmm. but yeah, he was stripped of, I think he had gotten like a top five finish at the tour de France and stuff like that. And was stripped of his title and everything because they considered it to be, um, Man, performance so much enhancing. controversy over the tour de France. I know it's, it's like anything that people can get away with. They're trying to get away. Well, let me ask you this. That specifically. So speaking of performance enhancing drugs, right? So me personally, I don't have a problem with it. You want to take steroids to be a, high, a higher level comp comp competitor in a pro pro level? Do it. I don't give a fuck. And if you choose not to, that's your fault. Now, with um, so with this altitude chamber thing, like, do you guys consider that to be cheating? Would you consider that to be a cheat? No. I don't think so. Right? Of course not. Right? I think that for the um, they they should do sports like MMA and boxing and those kinds of things. Physical sports like that, they should do like they do weightlifting. They have clean divisions and mm -hmm. then they have not clean divisions. Yeah, they basically. have the fun divisions. Yeah. So it's like make one like UFC is the clean division and Bellator is the dirty division. Right. You know, like um, like it's totally okay that they do that. But you're now going to be in a group of other superhumans mm -hmm. and we're going to let the normal humans fight each other. <laughs> right. But, but then again, like, dude, I don't mm -hmm. know the benefits. There's so many benefits to it. If it were as easy as just taking a pill. Right then I'd be pretty tempted to do it. Everybody would. The average, yeah. almost, almost everyone would. Um, the issue is like, there's so much upkeep and mm -hmm. you have to like balance it out with yep. this and that. And oh, it's absolutely true. I'd end up dead. I mean, Autos no has way. gotten it down. <laughs> Their acai bowls are just solid. Yep. And so, um, and the reason I asked that question is because um, Tiger Woods just received his 82nd um um, whatever you call it, the famous golf shit that they do. Oh yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the green master, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, he, oh, he's yeah. like 
whatever they call it, but he's like he he's tied the world record for the most amount of wins mm-hmm. uh, in this particular thing. And he had LASIK eye surgery oh, like okay. 10 years ago. Yeah. And golf is one of the sports that requires acute, acute um, depth acuity. perception and visual acuity. Yeah. yeah. So, but you that, could also you could also put sunglasses on that would help right? protect against. So then you look at it and go, and well, you see better. If since he got LASIK eye surgery to give him essentially superhuman vision, because on average you can see at fifteen twenty yeah. versus twenty twenty, right? So does that should that be illegal? Twenty fifteen. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I mean I don't think so because. You can put glasses on that are going to give you. But they're not going to. It's also, not going to be the same acuity, though. I just want to say that it depends on what your starting vision is. If he's like a minus 16, he's only going to be corrected to like a minus five. If you're a minus six, you might be corrected to minus one. I'm a minus so, three and a minus. So mine's minus 3.25 and minus four. So what would mine get? Would I, would I go into I the. I don't know. I don't know because do you have astigmatism? Yes. In my yeah. left eye. It also depends on if you have astigmatism because that's hardly correctable with LASIK or eye surgery. Yeah, but astigmatism just means you're never going to see as clearly. Right. right? Things are always going to have a little bit of a, a blur or a haze yeah. to them. Yeah, and I think glasses, like someone also, something that people don't realize when they get LASIK surgery is it makes your eyes very, very, very dry, and that can cause visual acuity issues See, I thought also. PRK was the one that really was. It really, does. Yeah, I know PRK does. They don't perform that anymore. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, um, I but have a LASIK, buddy of mine that's about to be like permanently deniff from flying ever again. Yeah, because he had he free PRK. He probably has to have a transplant or something like he's, that. He's he so his he uh, he actually his wife had to go pick him up in in like Wyoming because he was driving back from visiting family and his eyes will dry out so bad. Yeah. that he can't drive. Right, so right. that that's what I'm saying. So she had LASIK, to travel like 10, 15 hours to go pick him up because he could not drive. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, just because you have LASIK doesn't mean your vision's going to be perfect. Yeah, is it true that if you have LASIK so the reason I'm asking this because the Air Force can give you LASIK for free, right? Mm-hmm. So I've considered it um, very much because, dude, I've been wearing contacts and glasses since I was uh, eight years old, right? It's fucking terrible. Nerd. I know. And um, I started in sixth grade. Congratulations. <laughs> and so, I'm so much um, better than you. <laughs> I started about eight years old. But, there. you know, they the reason I've always put it off is because my fear of obtaining LASIK and then the 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 incision not oh. healing and then having it rubbed off in training but nobody's um, worried that's about n- the but that's, incision in general like i'm pretty sure no, they don't ins- do an incision with LASIK i'm pretty sure it's just a laser it's basically well they have to peel peel back your uh well they they cornea, a lot of or the, your your lens whatever no, that thing's caused i've your, seen the videos you're a liar no not <laughs> <laughs> i'm calling you out right now it's not your lens that would be cataract surgery it's it's the top part of your cornea. pulmonary edema no, I don't know <laughs> what that means. It's just shaving up a, a portion of your cornea. Yeah, but they have to lift it. They have to lift the thing back. I don't know about that. You're not a very good Most eye of doctor. the LASIKs that I've seen have just been with lasers. Yeah, they do lose a they use a laser. That's what the L in the in LASIK stands for. I've got a Oh really? Laser? L for laser. <laughs> L for laser. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a laser pointer. We can try it out. <laughs> Well, everything I've read just says <laughs> yeah, that if let you, me shine this in your eye. Yeah. If you Solar point a laser directly, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look up what laser is. Or LASIK. <laughs> what laser is? LASIK. If you Sorry. put laser <laughs> Oh, she snorted. That's awesome. And blazer That's together. It's on the podcast forever now. Yeah. Recorded for history. Speaking I, of history, I've got interesting history news go ahead. about myself. Um thirty years ago thirty years ago, like uh, a couple days ago, 
was the oh, yeah. anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um. So here's the cool thing about that, about me and that. Um. My dad guarded the Berlin Wall when I was a kid. Really? And um, I was listening to, like, on NPR, somebody was talking about there's a chunk of the Berlin Wall at the Smithsonian. They were mm-hmm. excited that they got to touch it um, and see a piece of history like that. And uh, yeah, I have a big old fucking chunk in my in my. Li- Your dad brought room. some home with him. Uh, I was the one that knocked it out. What? Yeah, my dad took me to like knock it out with. That's super cool. And uh, we got a big old chunk of it. No yeah. kidding. Another like, cool that's thing. That's a pretty cool thing that uh, I got to experience, you know? And I'm not saying this is going to one-up your story. No, go for it. Um, but I was also right about the laser thing. So, oh. Yeah. LASIK stands for Laser Assisted in Situ Carat... Another, I don't know that word. I'm not a scientist. But the Keratomeliosis. I don't know. You can read it. What is that? What's that last word? Yeah, you said it right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All Mitch right. can read. I just think it means you need to eat a lot of carrots. Speaking of being yeah, able to read. It's a laser. I said that. Yeah, I said you're right. No, you didn't. You were making fun of me. No. You're like L for love. <laughs> no, it's laser. Um, but yeah, they, they, they have to make an incision to peel back the first layer or whatever, and then they, sh- they laser down your cornea. Your cornea they- is the first layer. Maybe that's what they have to pull out. Maybe they pull the laser, the laser uh, thingy with the cornea thingy. Wow. Anyway, if I so I've had the chance to have LASIK surgery for for free because really? I've worked for eye doctors for so long. Oh, why didn't you do it? Um, I don't think that that's something that I would want to do. I would wait to have cataract surgery. Um, you have, I'm so a, you got to wait till you get cataracts to have cataract surgery. You do. Well, everybody has a I lens. Know. I got an idea. Sun gazing. Right. And that's what I was going to say. That I've heard. You get cataracts. <laughs> well, I've heard that surgery. it dries cataracts up because I've seen cataracts no. and no. all it is is a, it's just a bubble of milk. It's when you drink too much milk and it gets in your eyeballs. And then it goes straight to your eye. Mm-hmm. It's a calcium. Everybody, everybody has a lens and that's what you see out of. And that lens gets cloudy the older you get. Because um, milk. Because of milk. Um, steroid use. Um, steroid surgeries. use causes cataracts? Mm-hmm. It can progress. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. So much for the John Cena body. But uh, yeah, that sucks for you. Damn it! I don't have my sound effects queued up. Uh, okay. But anyway, on. I would wait to have um, cataract surgery just because LASIK has so many after effects that I, I just don't know if it'd wor- be worth it because I'd still probably have to wear glasses because I'm a still a pretty high minus. So the procedure involves creating a thin flap on the eye. Folding it to enable remodeling of the tissue beneath with a laser and repositioning the flap. Yeah. So, so they do have to make a cut? Yeah. Does no, it say they I'm use out. a cut or mm-hmm. does it say they do it with a laser? Well, it says the procedure involves creating a thin flap on the eye. With a knife or with a laser? Well, they make the incision with a knife. Not necessarily. You think they laser it open? I don't know. Oh, my God. Let's see. I Wikipedia just, is not giving me enough Either way, I don't want anything... Any flaps created on my eyeballs. Oh, no, it's you're right. It's not something that I want. I had to get, after a fight, I had to get stitches over my, like, my eyelid basically stitched oh, back yeah. together. And that was horrifying. So is it a knife or a laser? A laser. Yeah. Bye. It's flap creation, flap creation with a femoto second laser. What happens is Catherine Zeta-Jones comes out with a laser and then she <laughs> dips and dives and... Where did she come it. from? It's from a movie. Because she, I get the reference. The lasers. And she goes. She does the dance. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Charlie's Angels. 
Anyways, um, <laughs> it's not Charlie's Angels. <laughs> uh, this has been a misinformation episode. That's the whole thing. I, I can stand behind what I say. <laughs> yeah, I Lizzie's actually been the only person providing any scientific data. Any kind of factual information. And Johnny and I have spent an hour and a half finding ways to discredit every piece of it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we should probably, since we're this deep into the episode, we should probably uh, talk about the Rough and Tumble Seminar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you're back, too, we can get pictures mm-hmm. done because we have pictures that we've been wanting to do. Yeah, Joey uh, Joey texted me and was like, hey, um, you know, um, we need to get, you know, Johnny's doing a great job at making those flyers. And I was like, I, was I like, told well, him, I was like, I'll have them to you this week. And then I, I know. Yeah, it was like I told him, I was like, well, technically later. it was my fault because I had to go uh, out of town for work. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then he was like, oh, well, then it was your fault. And then yeah. I responded back with. Well, also, uh, in my defense, the weekend that I booked it, Johnny had a wedding. He's oh, like, all right, yeah. well, it sounds like it's Johnny's fault again. Yep. <laughs> we can, I'll take that. Uh, next, we can just put it off on Lizzie. That's what she's here for. Yeah, Lizzie thing. was supposed to, she's our, she's our. Scapegoat? Yep. Yeah. Mm. She's our goat. Uh, old goat. Sterlington, goat. Louisiana. Sterlington, Louisiana. Um, it's about, it's about an hour and a half, two, uh, it's about two hours from here. Uh, it's just north of Monroe, Louisiana. So if anybody's familiar with that. And you're in that area. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we are, we're doing a kids seminar in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do from 10 o'clock until probably 11-ish. I we'll, don't feel comfortable with them listening to our podcast. Nope. So It is a not safe for work podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the 23rd of November from 10 to 11, we'll be doing a kids seminar. And then from 1 until probably around 3, mm. 4, we'll be doing the adult seminar. Um, I have no idea what Johnny's going to teach, and um, I'm barely aware of what I'm going to teach. We will have patches. Yes, we will have patches. I ordered. I ordered. Patches of Hulahan. Okay. Ooh, I might need to order more. All right. Um, can you make a patch that says "Patches of Hulahan"? Well, I'm. I'm working on <laughs> if you can, it. If you can, if you can duck, a, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working. I'm working on getting patches. We're 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 getting there. I got patches ordered for the Patreon stuff. Okay. So I have to send those out and um, those are on the way. And then we can get, we need to get the ones for the seminar. Patches for the seminar. Definitely we'll have stickers. Yes. For the seminar. Um, so uh, we will have stickers and patches for sale at the um, seminar. So, um, you know, stickers will be like five bucks. I'll get then. t-shirts. I'm going to get on t-shirts. And if we can get weekend, t-shirts by then, week, yeah. we may what have some t-shirts. The 23rd of November. 23rd. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of toward the end. It's like after Thanksgiving, I think, or the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I have no idea. I it don't know. should be when right Thanksgiving. before Thanksgiving. Because I think Thanksgiving's the 28th. Yeah, it's the 28th. Yeah. But anyways, regardless, it's going to be... Irregardless. It's going to be awesome. Are you going to come too? No, I've got a practical... That okay. week and then my final. Yeah, the I mean, next don't you're in college still. Yeah, don't support the podcast. It's Loser. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, that's no. the way you want to live your life. Bye. Um, it's yeah, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the 28th, okay. so it's the weekend before. Um, it's gonna be legit. It's gonna be awesome. Do it's a uh, it's n- not something that's all affiliates are welcome. Anybody yes. from any gym. Nobody can come. Nobody's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anybody, so it doesn't make yeah. Any difference. This will be Johnny's me. first you're right, trip. You know nobody, Bob. Exactly. <laughs> not in this area of the world. Um. Only in Sweden. Mm-hmm. The yeah, only definitely. benefit to Lizzie going, and this is literally the only benefit to her going, would be uh, that she could drive, because mm-hmm. they have um, they have drive-through drive through daiquiri stores. Yeah. So 
Okay, well, if anyone wants me to go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take my test for me. <laughs> shout it out. Let me know that you want me to go, and maybe I'll consider it. We can just, we just have need you, a like, DD talk shit to us the whole time that we're yep. teaching. You just sit on the side the sidelines like that would never work in the real that world, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I train UFC for the streets. Yeah, um, it's gonna be really cool. And like we've mentioned before, it's an open seminar. I can't say that enough. Like, fuck your affiliations. Like, it get over it. Like, it's an open thing. I like, mean, this I'll is be there, it. and I don't support yeah, any yeah. or ever. Oh, so now you are gonna be there. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on how many answers people want change me there. like fifteen times. <laughs> I know. Well, when I heard drive through daiquiri, things change a little bit. Okay? Oh, I'm not driving, guys. <laughs> well, I'm Johnny's not driving. Joke's on you guys. I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> it actually got taken away. It's kind of a weird, sad story. I don't want to talk about it. Can't be near high school. Either. Yeah, or Chuck E. Cheese. Um. We also have, um, yeah, so we're still pumping that Patreon content out. We've got to make some Patreon content today, actually. Um, now that Mitch is back, we'll be able mm. to put some more content out. So keep subscribing to the Patreon. We'll keep giving shout outs and sending uh, patches and stickers and other goodies. Um, what kind of goodies? Uh, you know, I was thinking today, I want to make like a sticker pack. You know oh. Sticker pack, like, ooh, yeah. Just Can I have candy in it too? Sure. You say Jolly Ranchers are the only candies that I would feel safe sending through the mail. Let's send really? the gumballs, those big gumballs from the uh, bachelorette party. From the no, bachelorette those party are not sealed, so I will not be exactly. sending those. That's why we need to get rid <laughs> of them. That's why we're gonna put. Eventually, them in they're there. gonna go bad. We gotta get rid of them. <laughs> Do you think we can put razor blades inside there? I think we can I know inject we can. it with something. If we, yeah, we I just got back from Air Force combatives. I learned how to put knives and shit in everything. If we ever send you a cake, <laughs> check inside before you eat it. <laughs> or just send it straight to your felon brother who's in jail. <laughs> yeah. The contents there's, will be useful. There's a knife baked inside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, our Patreon content, we'll be bringing out, uh, putting out some more um, content this, hopefully this week. We have some potential, I won't mention any names, but we have some potential uh, guests some yes. high profile guests that may be high profile. Uh, high oh profile. my God. High profile. Big time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Quiver, um, quiver. So we're working to actually get some pretty legit guests coming in. Um, if you know anybody too, yeah. that like that would be good to be interviewed. We're kind of trying to branch out into yes. um, a little bit right now. Like we're really trying to explore the hardcore and metal mm-hmm. scene um, and the cultural crossover between those two because it's it's really big and we just don't feel like anybody talks about it. So agreed. If you know anybody from those those worlds, or if you away. have a friend or family member that is in a that is considered to be a subject matter expert, preferably a legitimate subject matter expert from an interesting career field or an interesting um, walk of life, send them our way. We'd love to talk to them about it. You know, if you've got a a former cousin that worked at Area 22 or something like that. You know, like that. Former cousin that worked at Area 22. Like, send them our way, dude. We'd love to ask them some questions about aliens. Um, or even so something sweet. in the science world, you know, if you got somebody that, like, their job is to listen to some shit through an oscilloscope or something. I don't know. What is that? Oscilloscope? Yeah, an oscilloscope. There have been a lot of new words this episode. A they're lot all, of, they're all a lot of <laughs> A lot of sentences that have never been spoken happened on this episode. I'm going to. You don't know what an oscilloscope is? You're a scientist. Like a stethoscope? No, that's a stethoscope. What's an oscilloscope? I don't know how to spell it. Th- I can't look is it up. I can't the, spell is it. Is that the like it's the a, ear thing? No. <laughs> you're thinking you're talking about like the one that was shaped like a cornucopia that old people used to use? Yeah. No, that's not what an oscilloscope is. Oscilloscope. Wow. Hold on. Wow. I don't know, I don't know how to spell it, so I, I can't. Oh, know there what we go. It is. All right, an oscilloscope is 
How much does it cost? I can tell you that. Here we go. Uh, previously called an oscillograph is a type of electronic test instrument that graphically displays varying signals, voltages, usually as a two-dimensional plot. What does that mean? So like a sound waves and stuff. What's it used for? I just told you. I, I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is well, it like? Why would you need to use that? Um. Yeah, and how do you know about this? Why do you know? I've about done a lot of reading the past week. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> about oscilloscopes. No, uh, oscilloscopes display is this like the change. Like a polygraph test or something. No, oscilloscopes display the change of an electrical signal over time, with voltage and time as the x and y axes, respectively, on a calibrated scale. The waveform can then be analyzed for properties such as amplitude, frequency, rise in time, time interval, distortion, and others. Oh, yeah. So, so that's like, something that we would never use in our whole lives. Mm -mm. So it's a science. I don't even know what I brought it up about. Okay. I don't know. That was like I'm 30 so minutes confused. ago. I've been <laughs> trying to end this episode for the past 30 minutes. I don't remember when I bought it. That's how it always goes. Yeah. Mitch always yeah, has to open luck. his mouth again. That's right. Go on a oscilloscope. <laughs> That's party. right, ladies and gentlemen. Daddy's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patreon, Instagram. We have an Instagram that you can check out as well. Mm -hmm. And awesome sweet memes on there. Go check out our sponsors. Sponsors. Nope, but we're wanting so oh, we could have just left it at that. Go check out our sponsors and cut. And that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah, so if you're interested in sponsoring us, give us an email. You know who you are on Instagram. Uh, and by you know, I will say this. Oh no, here's what I'll say. God, if <laughs> you don't even know what you're gonna say, no, yeah, I just want to know how I gotta figure out how I'm gonna say it. So Oh, Typically, God. entrepreneurs are known <laughs> for being risk takers, alpha males or females, <laughs> right? And yet they're still afraid to approach us. Yeah. So my my PSA to all of those sponsors out there who are waiting to figure out if this is the right move, I think you know the answer. I think I think so too. Thank you, Mitch. And You're welcome. Appreciate it. That added so much so, value. So take that risk. Right, somebody had to take a risk on you one day, right? Or else you wouldn't have been a famous business. This is the best motivational right. speaking I've, I've ever heard. Do you have some this. music that you can play in the background while I'm giving this speech? Oh, absolutely. Keep going. Like, Keep going. So, oh my god, <laughs> I'll get you queued up. Go ahead. If you play the John Cena thing, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's not a motivational song. <laughs> not that that doesn't want to make me push a, a car up a hill. Right, but um. No, but seriously, if you've got money and you want to give it to us <laughs> so that we can talk about your, your product, your brand, your business or whatever, all right, we are, we're now at what, 17 and a half fans. So oh, yeah, we're getting, you might want to get on board now mm -hmm. because we're only going to keep going up. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, our, our engagement's actually surprisingly high and I think we're doing well for where we're at. So if you're interested, I think that we can, I want somebody that, who... I can fully endorse. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I want. I don't want to. I don't want sponsors. Just I don't want money. I want people that are gonna. Help no, us we, we want money. Yeah, we do. I do want Sorry, money. Sorry, Johnny's wrong. But I want money by doing it. We want to support that I support. Yes, and that I absolutely. You know, and I think that's something we'll that we'll support you always. no matter what you do. <laughs> Give us the money. So I know that I know that there's some the KKK is listening, and we're not mm -hmm. gonna accept your money. We're not. Sorry. Really, Johnny won't. But I Oh no, I don't. No, I don't I'm just know kidding. That. There could be, I guess. There's like 
Oh, like, yeah, they got splinter cells everywhere. Yeah, Russellville's like a hotbed for yeah, it. Yeah, it is. I think Damascus might Why be Why don't too. we talk about that one day, but not we now? We should. I kind of want to bring like one of them in and just talk with. Just to get their point of view. Yeah. You know? No, I don't care. I mean, like. I I'm think they would have a problem anybody. with me being in the room. Probably. Yeah. So, uh. Well, we don't have to right. tell them. I'll bet you if you didn't say anything. I'm, I'm going to say I'm a Jew. There were nice those to meet people. You. There were people oh, at Golden I didn't know Corral. About you. There were people at Golden Corral that, um, they had like. One had like white pride on the back of his arm. Or Good for him. Did he have a swastika oh, yeah. or something? That was the first time like I had come to Conway. Yeah. That That's was fairly first... overt. Our first mistake was we went to Golden Corral. Yep. Um, and With then your his, mom. Yeah, his wife looked like she had had her arm cut off. Angie. Yeah. Good old Angie. <laughs> yeah, I think she did. She had like some sort of nubs. Yeah, no, she did. It looked like oh. they cut their own. Like they did it. No. Oh I my don't... god. Yeah, and so it was like, a hack job. Getting <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they were, they would not stop staring at her. I at mean, your like, mom? No, at, at Lizzie. At Liz, you don't like, look Iranian. Um, Apparently to was, them I did. You look fairly bad. ordinary and well, generic. Yeah. Whenever. <laughs> what the general population would say. Whenever, <laughs> whenever you Conway. hate a group so much, you start to, you know their features. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I was like, you with know you and you're for. like super white looking. So they're probably true. like. Yeah. That's what it is. They're, yeah. I, <laughs> probably I are a couple. You might Because you have blonde hair and blue eyes. Just like me. Yeah, no big we deal. Might be the same person. No big deal. You have white eye- eyebrows, though. So I do thought I. we were yeah, supposed to wrap this up. All right, great episode. <laughs> uh, Johnny's plucking at his eyebrows. Catch us like next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Straightening out my eyebrows right now. Uh, catch us next Monday on the next episode. Yeah, dude. Peace out. All right, Bye. Epstein didn't kill himself. We're not ending on that. <laughs> <laughs>